I still have Bitcoin boobies on the brain. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. That sounds really good. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. So good. It's so overtly sexual. She's a whore. Also know a thing or two about cannabis. It's true. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's never going to be anything interesting. That, 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 that guy's probably a dancer. Dance and move your legs around. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. I've never done a blunt. I do one. Absolutely. Sign me up. You know that I would do one. What better time than on a Tuesday night? As long as you're feeling all right. It is January 17th in the year of our Lord 2023. And you're listening to Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And uh, yes, it is 2023. I've been careful to say that at the beginning of each episode so far this year, but I uh, wasn't so careful to let the RSS feed know that it was uh, 2023. Uh-oh. So the uh, live item tag was stuck in 2022 for a while. Sorry about that. Huh. Sorry if your nude podcast app was confused by my... Uh, hand-hacked bullshit that I have uh, still. The next episode is a year ago? <laughs> Coming up a year ago? Yeah, hmm. we have a pending show 365 days ago. Fantastic. <laughs> That's right, I fixed it. Thank you, Servo. Thanks, Servo. Bringing that to my attention. Uh, someone, Someone's got to watch her, you know, watch out, keep me on track, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Hey, I can speak a slightly better uh, speech pattern, speech uh, register, whatever you call it. Yeah, you have more of a range. My vocal cords for the vocal males coming through a little bit better. Yeah, you can talk regular, but the singing, still a little oof. I still can't get up there and go high and all that. Uh, If we try retard karaoke after the show, it's just not going to work out. Yeah. But at least I won't go all squeaky on you tonight. Yeah, that's good. I won't have Booberry hopping in, uh, hopping in chats, going, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who so is this? What's your secret for recovery? What's been doing the trick for you? You just gotta wait it out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the secret. The secret is you gotta wait it out. The secret is the the real secret, and you can like look this up. You can say like, "Oh, home remedies for laryngitis or for losing your voice or all this." Resting your voice is number one. Mm. Number one advice is just shut the fuck up. So, you know, that's out for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, All of your jobs require blah, 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 blah. Pretty much. So, yeah. Just doom scroll your phone and don't talk. That's the, that's the key to a good recovery. Uh, don't drive alone. Because when you drive alone, inevitably, you want to put on 
some music and then if I'm alone in a car putting on some music it's always retard karaoke time so yeah <laughs> uh, it's retard karaoke even when everyone's in the car I may have prolonged it a couple of different times between uh, last week and this week so sorry about that but we're getting there we're getting there by next week I think I'll be back to full full uh, full range yeah honey yeah. tea yep. salt water gargle I saw you do all those things yep Yep. Lots of water. And they help. And a lot of them, like uh, some hot tea and honey kind of situation, is incredibly helpful in the short term. Uh, but it doesn't even last as long as a cigarette in oh. terms of uh, how it's helpful. You know, its effect wears off faster than the effect of a cigarette wears off. I'm not saying that a cigarette is more helpful for your voice. They're That's just, what I thought you were suggesting. Medicinal uh, cigarettes. I'm just referring to the time of effect. You know, when it wears off. Yeah. Which is quite quickly. That's tough. <clears throat> yep. You yeah. did have a long car ride this weekend. I did. I had a long car ride. Went up uh, to the, not quite the Great White North, but the, the Corn Mid White North of uh, Des Moines. See my grandma and grandpa. They had a uh, freezer from their old house that they needed to offload. They're selling their old house. They've moved into kind of a... Um, Assisted care facility, which is, by the way, it's a very nice place. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew it would be all right place, you know, like uh, it would be very unlike them to live somewhere that's like sad. Yeah. And uh, this place is like very much exceeded my expectations. It just seems like apartments, really. That's awesome. When I heard assisted living, my mind just went to nursing home. Yeah. You always think like linoleum is, floors and, uh, you know. Yeah, like a hospital. Like. Murmuring in the halls and, you know, loud and a crappy TV and... No personal belongings, really. Just everyone's in, like, night Yeah, gowns. it's just, uh, you know... Hospital gowns. But that's not how it is at all. Good. You feel like you're in a very nice hotel slash some apartments. It's kind of like an in-between world. And, uh, yeah. Which means visitors are welcome. Yeah. Because you just waltzed right in there, yeah? I did, yeah. That's I, good. I strolled in. I, I don't know. There's, like, a sign-in process, but... Uh, you know, ninety-eight percent of the time, if you go to a place and you just act like you're supposed to be there, then people leave you alone. And I was supposed to be there. Um, I hadn't seen my grandparents in quite a long time. I think it was two summers ago, last time we saw them. So yeah, John was a baby. My grandma has been having a lot of health issues and struggling over the past. I don't know. Uh, Since the summer, most of yeah, most of 2022, and uh, every time. My dad would go up there. We'd watch his dogs. So I was kind of like tethered here at home. So it was very nice. I was very glad to be able to see them because um, they're getting up there. They're getting kind of close to the end of their lives. And so it just feels good to spend some time with them, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and my my grandpa's in fantastic spirits, man. I've never seen that guy down even a notch. He's just always so positive. You got a treasure for the bowl. I did. I hung it up just before From the show. House. Yeah. Uh, That's the perfect spot for it, too. I went over to their old house because, you know, we loaded up the freezer and uh, just did a walkthrough to see, I don't know, is there anything else that you might could use at your place? So uh, everyone else in the family's already been through it and kind of grabbed what they wanted uh, or what they could find use for. So there were several things left, though, that... Um, I thought were either kind of sentimentally cool or uh, practi of practical use. So like the practical stuff included a glass cutting board. Yes. That you really dug. I uh, was so excited about that. 
I got a nice uh, step ladder. Mine is like a plastic piece of dog shit. So a nice like steel and fiberglass uh, step ladder. Like you're supposed to have as an adult, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I don't know. I don't want to talk about mine. It's pretty bad. I can get rid of mine now, thank God. Um, there's this awesome... I know it's just little stupid shit, right? But there's a great extension cord reel. And it has a little crank on it. It just rolls right up. It's like the most practical extension cord reel I've ever seen. It's the kind where you can just take it over to where you want to plug shit in. And then you grab the cord and you can just walk the cord over to the outlet and the reel just unreels it's nice and nice it spins really well uh, i've always had really shitty extension cord reels that you have to kind of hold and crank and tangles the cord up and uh, awful they're awful i don't know it's like it's just the little things you know they had cleaned out the closet under the stairs in the basement and i had never seen it before totally empty and at the very back wall, you know, a closet under the stairs, it, the ceiling of it goes down with the stairs. So on one end, it's quite narrow and you have to kind of, it's almost like it goes down to a crawl space height. And there was this little door that had latches on the front that was closed, like just a panel, you know, just a wood panel yeah, with a hole behind it, a square hole behind it. Every time I see these types of things in houses, I, I, I could be showing a house, I could be... Uh, just at a friend's house or whatever, I always like, they always catch my eye. I'm always like, ooh, what if there's like buried treasure uh, back there? You know, long forgotten something or something else. Yes, that's the dream. So I was like, well, I'm definitely going to look. I, I would be remiss not to look. And I pulled the panel off and there was indeed a cardboard box and it was filled with uh, a bunch of work awards that my grandparents had had. They were all my granddad's except for one was my grandma's from High V like 20 years of service or something. She had a little plaque, but then the rest were my grandpa's uh, work plaques and awards. And one of them had his picture and he's flanked by two other coworkers and he's sitting down at, at the desk like a boss. And then it's engraved with this uh, placard below. It says Dubuque, Iowa's most improved splicing results, 1979. And the, the picture is just straight late seventies, like yeah. peak Bowl aesthetic. It works so well down here with everything else. So, um, I was like, this needs to go in my wall. I would treasure it always. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. I'm going to actually share a picture of it in the chat because I think my friends in the bowl there will take quite a delight to this photo. It's just like, I don't know. When I, when I picked it up and looked at it, it really sang to me. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And you were, Pointing out that one of the other plaques you had seen is in that photo. Because I noted that your grandpa's name's not on this plaque. And you said, yeah, but his picture is. And there's a plaque with his name in the photo <laughs> behind one of the coworkers. That's right, you yeah. Can just kind of make it out. <laughs> yeah, the photo has a picture of one of the plaques I found. Yeah, it's great. It was like very meta. And yeah, man, I'll tell you, we loaded all the stuff up. My dad grabbed a couple of things. I don't know. I had a, a couple other things, a crowbar, a yardstick. Some beautiful playing cards. Some playing cards from the 70s. Um, I got you a couple hats and a purse. Yeah, that was exciting. That were, I knew you would like their kind of your style. Yeah. Your and grandma and I were birthday buddies, we're style buddies. That's right. We both had two girls, two boys, in that order. <laughs> and I got a few 
rocks out of the landscaping too. Just, I don't know. I'm a weirdo about rocks, so um, they'll be nice to carry with me. And I mean, they lived in that house far long. I mean, my dad lived in that house, I think uh, as at least a college student. So, I mean, they've been there since the early 80s. And it was just very bittersweet, man. That'll be the last time I ever see that house. And it was tough to leave, man. It was tough to pull out of that driveway. It's always been tough. I always hated leaving my grandparents' house when I was little. Just because it was always such a good time, you know, to be up there. Yeah. Grandparents are the best and the whole family gathers around them. You get to see everyone and... Uh, Circus Media asks, what kind of splicing? I think I missed it. <laughs> I delivered totally out of context, but uh, my grandpa worked for the telephone company. So telephone line splicing um, is just my assumption. I have not actually asked about the uh, nature of this award or anything like that. I just saw it and I was just immediately drawn to it. I was just like, yes. Iowa's most improved splicing results 1979. That is like... Uh, Fucking Olympic gold medal, I would rather have this. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's just how I feel. We have to make time to go up there. Make your dad watch our dogs. Yeah. And then they can meet Sam. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, get up there very soon for another time. Because I'd love to have the kids up there with them and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. That was a wild one. Yeah, but we have a freezer now. We do have a freezer. So we can get some good beef. I hit up uh, buddy Jake from Jake's Steaks. Uh, that's what uh, Dan Gehring turned us on to. That's right. So we're going to talk to him. In fact, I need to call him. I told him I'd call him when I get the freezer, and I just haven't yet. Oh, well, the freezer's not turned on yet. Wrapped up in this and that. That's right. When you transport a freezer or fridge, uh, the story goes that, and I've never really looked this up or done research on it. I've just heard from... Uh, dudes that tell you wise things, and I listen to like dudes who know things around me, and everybody says that. So I assume it must be true. You can you can haul fridges and freezers laying on their back or their side or whatever, but once you get them to their destination, you want to stand them upright and let them set for like twenty four to forty eight hours. Let the freon kind of settle back down uh, with the help of some gravity before plugging them back in. So I really honestly have no idea how freezers and condensers really truly work. I've looked at diagrams before. I like, I get that hot air runs over cooling coils and becomes very cold and then it's pumped into a little box, you know, but uh, as far as like all the ins and outs and troubleshooting and what, what all it really means, uh, I'm kind of lost on it. So I just, I just follow the advice of people who know more than me about that shit. So that's what I'm doing. I'm plugging in tomorrow. And then uh, manufacture date on that puppy's 99. So you know it's got to be pretty good still. Nice. It's before they got all shitty. Yeah. Should have quite a few more years left in it. Yeah, I think so. And thanks to Pop for making that run with you and helping to load it up in the garage. Yeah. That whole day meant uh, a lot to me for like just a lot of reasons. And we needed it. I mean, so it was great. Yeah, that freezer wasn't going to come down here itself. That's right. <laughs> While I was up there, I learned that uh, we got the post in a rotation spin there. Oh, that's right. The very co- sicky, icky episode. The cool, It's a cool <laughs> slot to be in, and uh, I was surprised because my voice was so wrecked. Um, 
I don't know. It's funny because listening to it, it wasn't quite as bad as I had remembered or was expecting, but it was still pretty freaking weird. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I guess I'm still not back to like 100% me, but. Sounds a lot better though. There's something about it that is interesting. I don't know. Yeah. It's different. I could, I could honestly live at this lower register. I wouldn't be sad about it, but I really miss my range. Yeah. I want to bust into like a sarcastic falsetto over certain things. You know, I can't properly mock things if I don't have my high pitched voice. <laughs> womp womp. Whatever. Whatever. It was a good post show episode. I felt like because we had that fountain rewind where we did a rundown of all our. That's right. We did stream it, buddies. We did it correctly it. the second time, so we had a lot to say about all the awesome NA stream shows that are out there, uh, kicking ass and taking names on the. Uh, boosting and value for value uh, stats. So that was cool. Yeah. I always like to uh, give love to my friends there on the NA stream from all across the country and, and and all across North America, really. Yeah, and beyond, perhaps. And beyond, perhaps. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else is going on? 3D printing some stuff. Yeah, the 3D printer has been busy. Uh, made the girls each their little monster truck toys. That's been a blast. Complete with, they have like a little suspension on them and everything, so like the wheels bounce. It's pretty cool. They've only had to change their tires like three times now. Yeah. I might reprint the rims at a slightly, just a tiny smaller size, just so they clip a little bit more solidly. Because I didn't think they'd be that loose, but they're a little bit loose. At least Um, there's extras. And I did pick up some sandpaper. Uh, because turns out, you know, you you want some sandpaper with your three D prints just to smooth things out, especially if there's parts that clip or snap together. Makes so sense. Now I'm now I'm up on that. Uh, my next project is going to be to finish this enclosure thing, and also I want to print a a cord chain, which kind of holds the cord so it doesn't mess up the print. It just kind of keeps it out of the way and keeps it organized. Is this like a power cord? It's just the cables that connect from the the computer on the printer to the actual print nozzle itself. Okay, yeah, I see it. So it's just like a communication cable, hmm. essentially. And yeah, I'd like to uh, just have that be a little more rock solid, you know. Right now it's just kind of, it's haphazard, and I also put it together kind of wrong, so it's snaked through the wrong way, uh... which is just a little irritating, because now I have to take the thing apart and re-snake it through where it's supposed to go and put it back together but hey you know now you know the instruction manual that comes with the things is incredibly minimal it's not very helpful so you just kind of gotta watch a lot of youtube videos and trial and error some shit did alex from control pew have a walkthrough on his website i'm not sure about printer setup i think he has some stuff about like calibration and stuff that's right like bed leveling and different things like that it can be very frustrating. Definitely. So did you print the chain? I printed mo- like parts of it, a lot of parts of it. Uh, so some parts require supports and some don't. And if you've ever had a plastic something that came in a square bracket of things and you had to kind of bust it out, um, supports are kind of like that. It will print up material. So like you remember last week I talked about a certain piece that the corner was just free floating up in the air. And right. so when it tried to print that, it didn't have any support and it just fell into like spaghetti sauce. Yeah. So if you print something with supports, the printing software will generate uh, these structures that 
those hanging parts can sit on and then you just clip or cut those out later once the print's done you cut the supports away from it so some of these later pieces are going to require supports and then also some of those links failed i think i just had too much shit on the bed and it wasn't exact <laughs> i know right it wasn't exactly perfectly level when i launched it but i had run up to iowa so i didn't have time to really like make sure the first two layers were good before yeah. leaving i just was like fuck it let's just give it a shot so most of the links came out fine there's just a few i need to reprint yeah because i checked on it for you after you left to see how it was doing and the printer is up above my head in the bowl right so i looked and everything in the front looked great i'm like yeah it's printing great and then i realized how much stuff there was on it because i could see around the side so i got a chair got up on the chair i looked over the 3d printer and in the back you could see like spaghetti yeah, I think the, plastic. the back left corner was the part that was not leveled as good. It was like the worst leveled part. So All the rest of it looked pretty good, though. Like it was going to come out right Yeah, when I was checking on it. So the girls are into the 3D printer now, which is awesome. Yep. Just another uh, kind of lesson avenue for them, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that perhaps at the next Bitcoin block party, they could have their own table. I would love that. I think they would love it too. Sell some 3D printed design thingies. There's all kinds of different Bitcoin themed prints out there already. So yeah, we'll just look for some stuff. And I also, my next step is design stuff myself. Cause I haven't, I still haven't like modeled anything and printed it out. That's just originally mine. Uh, and we want to do like little craft bowl for goodies. bowl. Yeah. A little craft for bowl after bowl. So that'll be eventually. That'll be eventually. Yeah. Coming up though. Hairball's coming to town. Hairball is coming to town. It's just around the corner. Uh, February 3rd, they're going to be playing Ameristar. That's right. And, uh, of course, uh, bowler and friend of the bolster, Chris Vox, is one of the lead singers in Hairball. He does Freddie Mercury, right? I believe so. That's my understanding. And so, yeah, we're going to be going to that. And I'll probably uh, keep your eyes on noagendameetups.com. Somebody organizing a meetup around it. I heard a meetup report or a meetup uh, promo for one of the other hairball shows. So that'd be pretty cool if we have like no agenda meetups following hairball around the country. Yeah, that would be epic. I'm trying to be one of them. We just got to figure out like a place beforehand to meet. Yeah. I think so, right? Because it can't be, oh, it can't be like uh, at a place where you an event that you have to pay money to get into. Or, yeah. Yeah. We know it's all ages over there, so that won't be a problem, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see what. I'll come up with something clever and and everything will work out perfectly like it always does. This will be Rayla's second concert, right? Mm -hmm. She saw Billy Joel. That's right. When she was less than two. Yeah. She was like 15 months or 14 months old. Yeah, and she rocked out. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But this will be the first concert for all the other Cubs. That's right. Yeah, they should like it all right. Yeah, yeah. got to gather up all of our headphones. <laughs> yeah, get the uh, hearing protection. Yep. On lock. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a really rocking time. And we're going to try and line up a Bulls with Buds. Yeah. And get Sir Chris Fox in the studio. He's expressed to us that he would like to... Uh, maybe play some live music during all of that. So we certainly have the instrumentation for it. I need to move a few things around in the studio to kind of get live music ready. But damn, if we could pull that off, that would be so killer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's the dream of the bowl. 
Yeah, I think that an aspect of that, we've always had potential for that. We just never really have uh, taken the plunge and given it a shot yet. So uh, It's getting be, there. Should be pretty hyped for that. And as soon as, by the way, as soon as I have details for it, I'll put a pending live item tag for it. Um, I just don't, I don't exactly know everything yet. So, um, figured I would build hype early right now for it because I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, pumped about it. Yeah, me too. Um, expected to have today to just like put stuff together and take it nice and easy, but I did pick up a, a day of teach covering my fellow instructor who is in for the snip. The snip? Little snip, little vasectomy action. Yeah, yeah. People still do that? I know. I thought that was like a 90s thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember watching Tim the Tool Man, and there was a whole episode about that, and I yeah. thought, wow, vasectomy propaganda on high. There's a few different like uh, TV comedies that do a vasectomy episode, because I think like every, everybody loves Raymond had one and a couple other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Why? I, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. He said he Not had, your medical decision. He said he had enough crotch fruit. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, yeah. Crotch fruit. <laughs> crotch fruit. That's why I said, oh, all right. Children? Babies? That's uh, your decision, you know. It's not for everyone. How many uh, crotch fruits has he I bore. do not know 100%, but I think this was his third. He just had a baby uh, on Christmas Day. Christmas Day baby. So we both wow. had babies in December. Christmas. We both were in the company newsletter for the December uh, update with our little babies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Uh, cranking out more future coders of America, man. <laughs> gotta keep them. Gotta keep them coming. Bowlers at the very least. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Teach them how to bowl eventually. Hey, two of them are pretty good at it already. That's true. They have some practice. Some practice indeed. Uh, but you know who's great at bowling? All the bowlers out there listening every week. Yeah. Week after week, bowl after bowl. They knock those pins down. No matter uh, how shitty my voice sounds, they're still here like soldiers. Marching on. So we appreciate you so much. And uh, we always wanted to thank you up front here at the top of the show because uh, we're a value for value podcast and we're quite proud of being a value for value podcast. That's why we do the segment. That's why we explain it the way we do. That's why we live the value for value lifestyle. It means that we're not going to take any ads. We're not going to, um, you know, sell our listeners to some company. We're not going to chase download numbers uh, we're really just here to put value into the show and to try and deliver peer to peer us to you with no bullshit middleman, the value that we know how to provide as well as we can. And it gives you the listener, uh, an opportunity to receive that value, provide it back in some way and give us a feedback loop. It lets us know what's working and what's not. Uh, it lets us know like who's out there and, um, you know, what you're all about. So it really kind of steers the show. It's a way for you to literally produce the show. And we learned it all from No Agenda, from uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak and their many, many years in the space, pioneering and kind of just teaching us all as an example of what value for value can be. And it's more than just money. It's so much more. It's the community that grows up around it. It's the interactions 
it's the links it's the uh the memes the jingles it's the music that uh folks like hey citizen send in it's all of this stuff it's the voicemails that you leave week after week bull after bull so uh i like to start off usually by popping open the paypal and seeing uh the new results uh including circus media hit us up here yeah, Circus Media. Got an 11-11 monthly donation, which is recurring. So Woo. no notes come with that. But we really appreciate the monthlies because they help sustain kind of the recurring costs of keeping servers alive and web hosting and different uh, things like that. Things that we have to pay for every month. Uh, it really kind of offsets those costs. So those are very helpful. And for those of you who have monthly dis- uh, subscriptions, if you ever want to send a note along with them, you could always send it to show at com. Or either one of us. Mine's Spencer at BullAfterBull.com. And mine is Lorian at BullAfterBull.com. And we are happy to uh, read some kind of note for you if you so choose. Uh, We also did get a payment from our buddy Zune. Zune! And uh, he sent in 3333 on the PayPal's. And he says, uh, he does have a note here, to keep the good blunts rolling. Thanks to Sir Spencer, Dame DeLorean, Bulls with Buds guests, and all the bowlers out there who make this show and product exceptional. Let's make 2023 one to remember. Respect, Sir A0011001 Sauce. Thank you. So thank you, and uh, very much appreciate it. Shout out to Sir A1 Sauce. I always want the shout out, and I just... Never it's never at your fingertip, it. it seems. I know, it's like... But bowlers should definitely check out his podcast spoken word which you can find at the source.io or if you go to the show notes of this bowl it'll be there shout out shout out i think it's i always think it's blue when it's green oh, that green is just change it to blue kind of teal i know it is a weird kind of it's like a sea green yeah if you think it's blue you should make it blue <laughs> i'm just fucking blue i'm hopeless what can i say <laughs> it's only been there for Probably a year-ish. Well, I'm hopeful, so take some of my hope. Speaking of me being <laughs> hopeless, I want to sincerely apologize uh, to M. Andrew Jones because he sent us a lovely card that we got a few weeks back, and uh, I set it up on my headstand on the bed. Why I was uh, going through the mail in bed, I can't tell you. It's just like my life is kind of organized chaos without the organization. So um, I do want to read your card that you sent. Uh, it's dated twelve twenty two twenty two, and I think we got it at the very end of the year or maybe at the beginning of January, I want to say. Uh, it did take a while to show up through the snail mail, but <laughs> it took even longer for me to actually read it on the air. So I'm sorry, sir, and thank you, sir. He sent us this beautiful card. He um, He has a certain style, and so he sends me... Uh, he sends to the bowl an envelope that is sealed with a Noagena night ring in the sealing wax official. And he's always got these beautiful photo cards. And usually there's some kind of picture of wildlife on the front. This time we have uh, this little kind of uh, lumpy face, cute witch with a broom. And she's standing next to a couple of big ass mushrooms. Mushrooms. Uh, kind of in a grass foresty area. And it's a great picture. It's wonderful, isn't it? Uh, I'll try to get a picture put in the bowl here in, in just a few minutes, but uh, uh, my hands are full at the moment. It says, so I hear you like mushrooms. 
on the inside. <laughs> uh, and then he yes. says, Spencer and Lorian and the rest of the wolf pack. Sorry, I've been MIA. Here's a little making up for lost time. M. Andrew Jones, mandrewjones.com. P.S. Here's a little game for your girls. And so he's so sweet. He, he sent, uh, he, every card he has sent so far has come with a United States Postal Service money order for $33.33. So thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that. And uh, he also included this little uh, memory game. It's like a matching game, and it has all these different gemstones on it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's got smoky quartz and rose quartz and uh, amethyst and labradorite and, you know, all of the all of the usual suspects plus some more obscure ones. So it's really cool. It's like a great fun game we can play with the kids and a learning tool at the same time and, and just the stuff that we love too. So uh, we love you, Andrew Jones. Thank you so much. And um, I would you please remind me to reach out to him too because we – I, I've been wanting to talk to him since the last Bitcoin block party. Yes. Um, I need to get him. We sold one book at the, at the first one and I just, I still need to get him the sats for that. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm making a note now. Okay. And, and, and Andrew Jones love. said, sorry in the card. That's and I'm true. saying sorry back because it took us a minute to just read all, it on air. We're just all just a bunch of sorry sons of bitches. What can we say? But, uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, I have been MIA as well. Uh, so no apologies needed, I guess on both sides, but I, I still get it. I get the guilt. <laughs> I understand. And, uh, it's all right. It's all love. So thank you very much for helping us produce this thing. Uh, I couldn't do it without you. I also do want to mention right now, the book I'm working on is children of the broken moon, which is an M Andrew Jones book. And it's really good so far. Nice. It's much longer than metal. Mm. So I'm excited to have a book report on it, though. Excellent. It's my pleasure reading. Yeah, once you get through it, I would love to read it, too. You got it. Excelente, excelente. Yeah, so those are the uh, the traditional donations in the kind of dollar sense. Uh, I also love to take this time to pull up the helipad and read some boostograms, which if you've been hearing throughout the show, that sound of the Bowling pins getting slapped by a big ball rolling through. That's boosts coming through in real time. You can hear sats showing up to our node. It's running on our own equipment in our own basement. And uh, it's just a sovereign way to accept streaming payments. People stream per minute. And they also send in uh, big chunks of sats attached with messages. We call them boostograms. And I am scrolling back to Harvhat. Every time I see that 1420 from Harv had, I know that was the outro boost that he hit uh, hit us with. And indeed, six days ago, we have a 1420 boost from Harv Hat out of Boost CLI, which kicks us off for the week. Thank you, sir. Ooh, thanks, Harv Hat. Uh, the day after, I think the morning after, we got a 5,000 sat boot from Justin, WKOP. Nice. Over there at Wrong Kind of Podcast. He boosts us out of Fountain. And he said, my first Fountain boost. So welcome aboard. See, I know there's going to be so many people who uh, get on board now that you can just punch a debit card in via MoonPay and get some sats filled into your wallet. Fountain should be much easier to onboard now. Uh, if you've ever experienced frustration in the past of like, can I just buy some sats? What do I have to do? Uh, where? What exchange do I have to go? And then I have to do the flippity doo into this wallet and that wallet. 
now you can just open Fountain and you can just check out with a debit card. Couldn't be easier. Um, I will say there's a caveat that uh, you'll pay a bit of a fee versus uh, other tools such as Strike. However, it is much easier. So the trade-off is the you know fee for fee for convenience. And uh, I know that a lot of people are just going to say, you know, whatever. It's like a $4 fee for the $30 set. Give me the damn sets, you know. So that uh, that's fantastic. After Justin, we have 333 from Baron of Rotterdam. He's boosting from Curiocaster. Thank you, Baron. Cheers, and uh, thank you very much. Taste Buds boosted in a test, test toke from the podcast Index. Ah, the infamous Taste Buds. I think that uh, he was tasting a few test tokes. I assume he was just trying to summon the boost after boost bot, which I think was, he was just MIA for some reason. So I had to text him earlier and say, hey, where are you at? And you come back to the bowl. And uh, he did show up. Yeah, I see him in there now. He's in there now. He's in there relaying the boosts in real time as they come in. And uh, usually throughout the week, in in almost all cases, in fact. The uh, next boost comes to us 10,000 sats from the Market Surfer. All right. Thank you, Market Surfer. He is coming out of Podverse for that one. And uh, I do have a Market Surfer. Where is that? Of course, I never have the what what I want right when I want it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There he is. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. And uh, he said, you guys are the best inspiration for podcasting 2.0 community. I look forward to doing more toke, toke, toke. Keep your feet on solid ground, but your head in the clouds. Hell yeah. Nice. Thank you. I think I poorly punctuated that with my voice, and I apologize. But yes, look forward to doing more and toke, toke, toke. Keep your feet on solid ground, but your head in the clouds. Well, you know that we always do, Market Surfer, and we appreciate the boost. Uh... C-dubs this time with a 420 set uh, test, test toke. Again, out of podcast index. You know, you can hook up your Albi wallet to a web browser and boost directly to the podcast index right at the source. It's very cool. It's, it's crazy. There's so many ways. There's more ways to boost than ever has been in, in the history of boosting. And uh, just add more all the time. It's fantastic. Uh one sixty nine sixty nine from extra famous hey citizen. Hey citizen, thank you. Sixty nine, sixty nine, dudes. No, no, just a boost. Although uh, I believe you told me there was a boost that uh, he tried to send before that, slightly previously. Is that right? That's correct. Um, I saw it on a different chat. I think it's on that the no the, agenda chat. I think what happened with that first boost was that the. Boost bot got the 1% split, but your note and my note did not get their splits. And so for whatever reason, it did go to boost bot. And so the toot happened and the chat in no agenda happened, but the chat in our chat watches my node. And so that's why it didn't chat in there. But uh, the beauty about this technology, I believe I can just scroll back and find the damn thing. Okay, here it is. Uh, he had boosted, and uh, it's a, a singing boostogram. Oh no, it's a singing the, boostogram. But you can do it because it's money for nothing, chicks for free. Right. It's like, uh, look at these bowlers. That's the way you do it. You boost your show host with your BTC. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Podcast for nothing and your V for V. Yeah. 
So thank you to one of the greatest parody songwriters of all time, Hey Citizen. Yeah, Hey Citizen. Weird Al has nothing on Hey Citizen. Just kidding. Weird Al is pretty fantastic, but uh, Hey Citizen, I kind of like him more. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Maybe it's subjective. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm biased, but... Uh, Many um, bowlers agree. Man, fantastic. <laughs> he just kicks a lot of ass and takes a lot of names. Uh, so thank you, sir. And we did get the uh, 16969 that came in right after that. So I don't know what happened with the splits or uh, who's to blame. I'm I'm kind of relieved that it was your node and my node that both missed it and not just my node that failed. That's what I was going to say. Which kind of happens sometimes. So I wonder. I didn't get a split either that first I time. So I don't know. Blame Podverse. <laughs> it's always somebody <laughs> else's fault. That's that's the uh, lesson. Uh, four, uh, 42,069 sats. That's a 42069 boost Woo! from Cotton Gin. Cotton Gin. He is also coming out of Podverse. Thank you, Cotton Gin. Uh, he's the man. Um, he is the man. He's always in the chat talking about boomers. Cotton Gin in the chat room's going, uh, a bunch of boomers in here. And uh, he says, Happy New Old Year 2022. Referring <laughs> to the uh, year error I had in my live item tag in the in the RSS feed. So, uh, Happy New Year as well. Yes, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we got that uh, current year updated. Everyone has to re- be reminded that it is indeed current year. Um... We also have a 3333 coming in from Fountain. That's from Net Ned. Oh, thanks, Net Ned. He was probably smoking a bowl, sir. Smoking a bowl, sir. And he said, ready boost. We were talking about being ready on the pre stream, and uh, he was just letting us know that he was ready as well. We also had 333 from Boosty Steed. Boosty, Bully, Bowly Steed. The Boosty, Bully, Bowly one. Who said, test boost out of Fountain? Hey, we, it's working. Love it. Um one oh one oh one from our man Pfeiffer. Ah, oh, Pfeiffer. It's our Missouri brethren down there. And uh he boosted from Curiocaster that live tag. No note, just a boost. Same is true from Harv Hat, forty two sixty nine. Uh that's our intro boost from from Harv Hat. Whenever I fire up the lit and um uh, I activate the Alex Jones machine. He is always there. This is a new live son of a bitch. He boosted that from Boost CLI, boosting Sovereign from the command line on his own node setup. So that's a big, bad Sovereign Linux boost. I love it. Uh, 33,300 sats from Boosty Booly Bully Steve. Woo, thank you. And uh, she is boosting out a fountain. She said, full service bowlers here. Music, tech, geopolitical news. Now with more weed. Hey. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place. And we love it. We love, we love a variety show, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Got to keep it variety. We can't stay on one topic for too long. Our, uh, our att- attention deficit um, just won't allow it. That's right. We're just all over the place. Yeah, it just breaks down. Just breaks down. Uh, Four twenty thirty three again. A fantastic boost number. Those magical numbers. This one coming from Circus Media out of Podverse. Oh, thanks, Circus Media. His note says, "So happy to be in the bowl. Pretty sure it's just it's not just the weed." Yeah. From Circus Media. No, it's not just the weed. It's the love in the air, my man. That's right. Yeah, uh, the weed helps though. Yeah, weed always helps. It helps. Uh, and then you just heard the pin smash, of course, uh, one minute ago, 
1821 from Pfeiffer. That's his signature Missouri boost. So I'll give you another. Again, live on the CurioCaster app, which you can, uh, Podverse and CurioCaster are apps that you can use to actually listen to the show, chat in the bowl, and send live boostograms. All of it works just in the one app. So they're kind of an all-around nice little Swiss Army knife. Uh, Podverse is available, I think, on iOS and Android for your mobile needs. Uh, and they also have a web view. And um, CurioCaster is a web-based app, so it works on all mobile browsers and uh, desktop browsers. Awesome. And I saw Podcast Addict might be implementing the live item tag. That's right. You should uh, probably pretty soon be able to listen to live shows in Podcast Addict, which is huge because there's a shitload of people that use uh, Podcast Addict. It's one of the biggest user bases out there for podcast apps. Now, I do not believe they ever have plans, at least un- unless something changes, they don't have plans to add any kind of boosting capabilities because they just don't want to oh. custody that and uh, have wallets and set that up and figure that out, which I get it. I understand. There's a lot of pain in the ass there. Not just from a technical perspective, but also from a legal perspective and from a lot of different perspectives, you know, from a, I don't know. It's just a lot. It's a lot of responsibility to take on for sure. So um, I just love that they're adding support for live because live is a big passion of ours. It's lit. It's lit. So, uh, you know, you got to add it. You got to support it, man. It's coming up on the year anniversary of uh, live tag rolling out. So, yeah, you got to have it. Got to have it. One whole year. Cir- wow. Uh, Circus Media says they, he thinks they might with Kit Alby. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great. That's a great solution because you can kind of integrate it and let people do it without having to take responsibility for any of it. You know, it's just like, oh, you just you just tell your Alby wallet where to send the thing, and that's between you and the show, and it doesn't actually ever technically pass through our app. Ah. You know, it's just from Alby to the podcast and that's a nice way to do it. Cause then as an app developer, you don't have to do support for wallets. You don't have to do anything. Like if your wallet messes up, that's your Albi wallet and you got to talk to Albi. Like we don't, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know nothing about that. So that is, that is good. That's clever. If they've, uh, if they're on that tip, man, Albi, Albi has been just a huge boon in uh, onboarding in this whole thing. So definitely they make it so simple. They do. They do. And they, uh, they, they take the responsibility part on their own hands so you don't have to, which is kind of cool yeah. for, for the people who are averse to that. For me, I always say, you know, uh, get in the car and drive, build your own node. And uh, in fact, after I thank all of the lovely bowlers, which I do thank you uh, profusely for your support and for your, uh, your courage and your just strong boosts over time. We love you and we love it. Uh, and then I always try to roll into... A little bit of cheerleading for building your own node. We like to call Wait. it... I'm fixing the- Wait, what? I have more people to thank and things to say. Oh, I'm so First, sorry. I want to thank... I'm so stupid. Fletcher for making the show art tonight. Thank you, bitch. So incredibly helpful, and it's so awesome. I did, did. I love the look of that. You yeah. said that earlier. Bowling ball with a nug on it. Nice, fresh-looking nug and some supersonic bowling alley. It's epic. I love the art that Fletcher makes, so thank you, sir, for contributing that. And also, if you want to give some value and uh, you don't feel like making art or jingles or uh, boosting or sending some cuck bucks, there's a very simple way. You can contribute a voicemail answering the first time I ever topic. And tonight we're talking about 
the first time you ever changed jobs. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right. We'll play it. We don't screen it beforehand or anything. So say what you want to say. Get it off your chest. And if you're voice shy or in a poor reception area, you can, a dead zone, as they call it, (laughs) you can send us a text or a picture. Absolutely. And uh, thank you very much for pulling me back, by the way. I got a little ahead of my skis because I I was so excited. I had to pull the brakes on the boost train that was going full speed. You're just, uh, and and I was so excited too, I hit the wrong damn button and everything. So uh, (laughs) It was a great button that you hit though. It's a a little segment with a silly name. And uh, it was so named because of the word vomit one must partake in in order to even talk about these technologies and kind of uh, encourage people to join in. And uh, you just kind of have to roll with it. You come in, it's kind of confusing at first, and then next week it gets more clear and more clear, but it's not really ever going to be that clear until you get in the car and drive. And the segment I'm talking about, of course, is... So I hope to make you want to build a node as much as I want to build a node. Um, another node? Another node, although, um, well, let me run down some news, but I have some good news about my own node. Cool. That I've saved for the end of this thing. But the top of the on-chain, off-chain news, what everybody should be talking about, uh, the top number one story on my list tonight is that Boostbot is now on Noster. Ooh. Yes, indeed. And I've given it a follow, and it's so cool to see uh, every boost that you're sending is now being uh, relayed on the Noster network. Wow. And several relays picking that up and sending it out. And I boosted a couple of them, or reposted, or whatever they call it over there. I don't know. I'm still super newbie on Noster. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's picking up steam. It's not as, like, ghost towny as it was just even a few weeks ago. And I think part of that is because a lot of people are coming on and using it more. Um, there's a couple of mobile apps that have just uh, kind of shot up in use over the past few weeks. And also because I'm starting to follow more people and just kind of get more feeds coming in that I'm looking at. And uh, really, really, the it comes to interacting with people and actually talking to people where you get uh, some action. So. See where that goes. Oh, uh, being social on a social platform? I know it's weird, right? It's like how it's supposed to work. It makes it work better. <laughs> I thought you were just screaming into the void. Yeah, well. I'm sorry, typing into the void. That's on all those platforms you get shadow banned on. <laughs> Legacy media. That's right. Legacy social media. Is there a sadder phrase in the English lexicon? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so we'll have a link to that uh, pub key for BooSpot. You should give BooSpot a follow if you'd like to see those boosts roll by. For all of these shows that support BoostBot, by the way, uh, we'll also have a link to the BoostBot GitHub repo, and it's as simple as just adding a split, any valid split to the BoostBot in your value tag will get you hooked up. And then people who send you boosts, uh, there's there's a Mastodon bot that will toot out boosts as they come in. They also show up in the No Agenda chat, and uh, now they're on Noster. 
So it's kind of a nice, cool way for Discovery to just add your show to the mix of what the Boost Bot is, is tooting out. Get some visibility to those toots, and uh, people seem to like it. Spread it around. It's, it's a fun little thing to see. Just kind of builds hype. I love building hype. Good hype one. man. Pro pro hype. Pro hype. Uh, I have been playing around with uh, Nostra a little bit. What I primarily use is I like to use it on the desktop, and I use Astral, which you can find at astral.ninja. And it's really easy to make a uh, either one or many, if you want, uh, Nostra identities. It's just based upon a public-private key pair. And you can actually generate your own using your Albi wallet. So if you go to somewhere like uh, Astral.Ninja, or there are many others, by the way. It's this, that's what's nice about the protocol is you don't just have to pick one client. There are many different clients in many different forms, and there's more being made all the time. Uh, but if you go to Astral.Ninja like I did, you can pull up your Albi wallet, and in the settings, there is a place... Uh, let me just see if I can actually find it. So you would hit the Albi Bitcoin wallet and then you'll go to your settings and you just scroll straight down. It's in the main settings. Uh, you'll have a chunk of settings, then personal data, and then Albi Lab has a chunk called Noster and it explains a little bit about Noster. It's a simple and open protocol that aims to create censorship-resistant social networks. It works with cryptogra- cryptographic keys. To publish something, you sign it with your key and send it to multiple relays uh, so they know it's valid and they know it's really from that identity. Uh, you can use Albi to manage your Noster key. So you just click to spin up a private key and then you can take it over and you can throw it into Astral. What's nice is if you use another client, like I put uh, just today, I loaded up on my phone um, it's called Nostros because I have iOS. Everybody else is using that, or excuse me, I don't have iOS. Everyone's using the iOS one, uh, and they're really chuffing about it, mm. and they love it a lot. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, I can't use it obviously because I don't have an iPhone. So Nostros is what I'm using, and what's cool is you can take that same private key out of your Albi wallet that you got access to on your on your browser wherever you use Albi. You can paste that private key and your public key pair into a new client and everything just pulls in your same profile and your picture and your, uh, all, all the people you follow and all that stuff. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm following a chunk of people now, like around 30 so far. Not 33? Uh, not 33 yet. I guess I'll have to get on there. Yeah, get on there, man. I could be your 33rd. You could. That'd be a good, uh, that'd be a good move. Then we could socialize on this uh, social platform. You got to help me out. I can't just post uh, your nudes all by myself. Oh, is that what you've been doing? I did one so far. I was just testing the waters. They say it's like censorship resistant, right? So I want to be like, okay, well. Take some titties. Are you going to censor this? Uh, I tried to start out mild, you know what I mean? What's the reaction been like? Uh, Not much. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even a... Nude, it's a, an implied... Implied nude is what we call it. That's right. Yeah. Where you're naked behind a sign. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been fun. My favorite Noster tool, though, that I've used so far, it's called Sendster. Sendster? Sendster. dot com. Sendster. Okay. And what it is, is it's a... It uses the Noster protocol, and you just generate a new... Uh, public-private key combo 
with two different devices and then you have a real-time clipboard that you're using back and forth. So basically you have an encrypted clipboard that you can paste sensitive stuff. Like for instance, when I entered my private key that uh, I got from Albi Wallet, when I entered it into my mobile app, I used Sinster to paste it through. So this has been kind of a pain in the ass for a while. And, and frankly, one of my, uh, I don't know, attack vectors is like, if I have a, an invoice or a key that I want to send, I've got to decide how am I going to do that? Am I going to email it to myself? Am I going to IRC DM myself? Am I going to, you know, there's a few different ways. Um, but the thing that matches security with convenience to me is this sinster.com where you can, uh, spin up. You basically open it on the both, um, you open it on both devices. So you go to sinster.com on your desktop where you're getting the stuff from. You click the send button. Like I want to send something and then it will generate or it will allow you to scan a QR code. Then you pull up sensor.com on your phone and you say, I want to receive on this device because I want to get that paste over here so I can paste it into my new app, right? And that gives you a QR code, which you then scan to your computer. I mean, I have a webcam, so I can just scan it. It's pretty simple. And then that validates the two connections. And so then you've got a real time, whatever you paste in here shows up right away on your other device and then you can copy it securely and uh, paste it, whatever you need to paste it. So Ah, bada-bing, bada-boom. Bada-boom, bada-bam, yeah. It's a nice little uh, copy-paste option. Because I'm sick of, like, uh, IRCing myself on different devices and stuff. It's just like, man, I know this is a bad move. Yeah. I know this is absolutely a bad move. But uh, no more bad moves. Thank you, Sinster. <laughs> Check me on Noster. I will put a my pub key in the show notes and also a little link. I've seen people share little clever links. Uh, I'm still like not, not savvy on the stuff. I'm still working it out. In fact, like the last time I spent some serious time on Noster, I had just figured out how to like attach a picture and it turns out it's very simple. You just paste a link to a photo uh, that's hosted anywhere. And there are a couple of tools that let you upload photos specifically just for pasting Noster links. So, um, Look at me. I'm an old man again. <laughs> Look at me. I am the boomer now. Uh, Kaboom Racks. I, I did want to mention this because I found it interesting. So uh, those of you who are uh, just hyping price all the time, I'm, I don't really check price as much as I used to maybe say like two years ago. But um, the price has been steadily climbing up a little bit. I think we're at 21 the last time I looked, which was sometime. I don't remember. Oh, that's higher than the last time I looked. In the last couple of days. And uh, it's been fluctuating quite heavily, but, you know, we were in the 16s. Now we're up to the 21, so it's not an insignificant jump. Um, despite that, uh, my buddy Nick over at Kaboom Racks just posted uh, a, a lot of 100 miners they got in, and I just thought, if anybody is interested in, in dipping your toes into the mining world, the miner prices are continuing to drop slightly, even though the price is climbing back up uh, and seems to be recovering. Of course, nobody knows if this is a permanent recovery, if we're going to dip again, if the bottom is in. Nobody knows anything, really. Nobody has a crystal ball and can see the future. Uh, there's plenty of opinions both ways. Um, you know, we heard on we heard from the genius on Rogan that uh, when it was at 16, it had 17 more to go. So, 
down. So that's right. Negative. Going uh, to the negative. I'm pretty sure that one's inaccurate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to pay you to take their Bitcoin, but uh, if you want to mine, they have a Bitmain Antminer S19J Pro, uh, which can it's a the hundred terahash model, one thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars, oh. brand new in boxes. And includes delivery. So that's the lowest price I've seen. I've been watching those like all year. And that's the lowest price I've seen posted on them so far. So Delivery like shipping to anywhere? That's right. Wow. Yeah, they'll, they'll deliver to your house, brand new in a box, the 100 terahash model for 1666. So that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a deal right there. That's a number. That's a fire sale. So uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a little link in the uh, show notes to the sale. Cool sales guy if you're interested and that's not an ad i just straight up noticed it you know <laughs> that's just me letting the bowlers know something was hitting cheap um i also want to talk a little bit about uh what i did to fix my node i'm fixing a node where my sat's coming to get my treasure traveling where it Yeah, so uh, you remember I was online, offline, offline, online. I was uh, last week. I was even hitting a button. I loaded up a button specifically for the uh, boost sound, just because I had to. I had to bullshit it in because Helipad just was not seeing anything come in. I was getting boosts in real time, and the last entry in Helipad was still six days ago. And I was like, "Oh my god, how am I going to do this?" So we made it work. We we always try to roll with the punches and come up with something, you know. Uh, That's right. The bowl must go on. The bowl must go on. Uh, I lost my voice. I lost my helipad. I lost my shit last week. But uh, <laughs> it was all shit stayed. Despite it was, it was very little cocaine involved. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> you even had a poop story. I had a poop story. Uh, I mean, uh, it was a shitty episode, but. Um, <laughs> they still played it after no agenda. So sorry, guys. Um, but hey, I seem to fix the node. There are two different things that I did. So the first thing that was happening is for some crazy reason that I don't uh, still really know the full details behind, uh, there was an enormous uh, Postgres SQL database that was built on the hard drive on the SSD. And I may have mentioned this briefly last week. Got rid of that. I think it came from BTC Pay Server. Uh. Uh, I think it just wanted to spin up its own separate blockchain. And so I don't have room for two copies of the blockchain on the same SSD. I just don't have room for that. Now I have, you know, 400 gigs free, which is right where you want to be. Uh, actually, I would, I'm really strongly considering just getting a two terabyte drive for that thing anyway. But... I also went into Helipad and I just nuked everything and I deleted the Helipad database and I just totally started with a fresh install. And I think that's kind of nice to do every once in a while just to clean everything up. Uh, I don't know. I think some entry in that database just got corrupted and I'm not really sure how and why. But what um, is very cool about doing that is when you reinstall Helipad, it builds the database from scratch and it goes all the way back to the beginning of time. And so I just sat there and every, uh, I think it's every nine seconds that Helipad grabs the latest um, entries or the latest boosts. 
And so it just started from the very beginning. And then every nine seconds, it has a limit for how much it will grab in those nine seconds. So I was just looking at boosts uh, all the way back from the beginning. So it was like a trip down memory lane, seeing all the boosts roll in and seeing new apps come online for new boosts. Uh, it was cool. We used to get a lot more pod friend boosts back in the early days. I was just picturing that little blue monster. Yeah, I haven't seen the little blue monster in, in, a, in a while. I hope he's okay out there. Um, but yeah, it, it was very cool. So now the uh, boost says you can hear tonight. They're rolling in. I don't have to do any extra things. The The other move that I made that I should have done ages ago, uh, you know I have the caveman hack for the um, making a custom sound. And that's thanks very much to Servo and to Booberry. Um, Servo, who kind of dove in there and, and figured out the nuts and bolts how to do it. And then Booberry, who paste-binned me the instructions on how um, how to get in there and change that. So essentially, um, Helipad, Helipad comes in with a built-in pew, and it's saved in a file called pew.mp3 uh, in your in your machine when you install it. And so you just have to make your own pew.mp3, and it can be any sound that you want. As long as it's named pew.mp3, you don't have to change anything else, right? The program will just see that. If it's in the right place with the right owner, then it will just play that file, whatever it sounds like. So, of course, I had the custom bowling sound. And there's been many a time over the past, uh, however long it's been since we started doing that, where it would just shock the shit out of us. It's incredibly loud. And I'd have to have my levels down on whatever channel that boost sound was coming through. So it just occurred to me, hey, dummy, pull it into Audition, lower the levels on that MP3, and then just save it at a lower decibel. So you can play that file and it's like already dampened. So boom, now I got that going and I'll never have to uh, artificially turn my levels down or... Uh, mute it really quick or any kind of, I, I, I had so many cover my ass moves for that thing. <laughs> uh, and now it's just fine. The one thing I will say is sometimes I wish it was louder now during when we're playing music and tunes, pre-stream and post-stream. But you know what? If that's the only thing, then I like it. I like it better this way. Yeah, that's much better. There's less ways it can go wrong. Very less ways it can go wrong. So fixing my node, man. Uh, hopefully I'll do some node work every week. So just so I can play that juicy Hey Citizen jingle, because they finally got that trimmed up on the board too. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Hey Citizen on the board. So we That's can right. hear the songs every week. And of course, <laughs> I still have on my to-do list to build this damn note on the Think Center. Uh, Father um, uh, Father Nick in, in our base Bitcoin meetup is also going for it. He's going to build a, um, a note on a NUC as well. So we're going to kind of help each other guide each other through that nice likely mostly him guiding me because um, oh. he's going to take the plunger i think he might have already started building it up so yes and he sent me a great walkthrough that i had never seen even though i'm like always looking at these different docs um so i might actually have some new news on that front pretty soon that's exciting yeah i did get everything set up for it so we got a floating shelf and I put the uh, new monitor on the wall over there. So it's just all associated with just that machine. It's the Think Cinder. And it goes right up to a monitor on the wall. And the floating shelf holds the keyboard for it. And now it's a beautiful place to put our no agenda sign. That's right. It finally has a nice, perfect home. Yeah. So everything is just... The studio is really coming together. I mean, uh, by the time Chris Vox gets here, it's just going to be so 
utilitarian. It'll still be maximalist as all hell, because that's just how we are. But uh, also much more practical in its maximalism. Yeah, that's the goal. And I've been I've been chipping away at it, you know. A functional stu- stu- studio. <laughs> exactly. We even have guest mics now. We do. We have the whole setup. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Big things in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. Value in, value out. That's right. You know, that's how it works. That's right. Everything just goes right back into the bowl. You can't just stay the same week after week. You know, you always got to be improving. You always got to be adding shit, rearranging, making it better. Absolutely. Giving yourself more options. Packing more value into this bowl before we spark it up. Did you see anything from Miss Universe? Perhaps uh, Miss El Salvador, maybe? I did. She was looking good in a little Bitcoin uh, outfit. Yeah. When you said you had like a top story tonight, I thought for sure that's what it was going to be. I grabbed the clip of it. Oh, fantastic. Yes, Yes, I was hoping that... uh, This is the cosplay of my dreams. That might have landed in your beat, so thank goodness. I've got it right El here. Salvador. Woo! This look represents El Salvador's history of currency. For a long time, cocoa was used, and then the colón, until it was replaced by the U.S. dollar. In 2021, El Salvador became the first country in the world to use Bitcoin as legal tender. You don't need a sash to walk around dressed as cash like El Salvador. I thought that line was. Dumb. They could have made it better. They should have said, you don't need a sad to go walking around dressed like that. Should have rhymed. A sat to rhyme. Yeah, that. That is much better. Uh, you don't need a sat when you look like that, do you, honey? Sats are sexy, too. You know, cash. Cash is old. There you go. And also, she's not dressed like cash. She was like a Bitcoin goddess. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I saw that, and I thought, hubba hubba. And I don't, I'm not on the bird shite at all, but I imagined that the bird shite community of Bitcoin boys was going nuts for it. I also saw that uh, Miss Universe is going to be hosted in El Salvador for 2023. Hot damn. Yeah. They can orange peel people directly. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, uh, that was interesting. But no, uh, there was a... Cocaine shit stain magic numbers story I saw. No way. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Huobi? Huobi? Yeah. I have not. Well, Huobi delisted 33 tokens in one day. Oh, geez. Citing trading risk and low volume. Uh Uh-oh. Flushing some shit coins, huh? 33 shit coins gone down the drain. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Never to be seen again. Don't put your bulls in the shit coins, people. No, please don't. You'll never see them again. Yeah. So they give these tokens these warnings, and if the warnings aren't fixed or the token doesn't get canceled within 30 days, or they don't meet this requirement of having a $50,000 daily trading volume, that's when they get delisted. Ah, oh. so interest had evaporated, essentially. Yes. Oh, uh, but... Got to make money to fake money. That's right. That's right. Top 333. The magic number was all around this week. Oh, boy. And sadly, in our backyard, Riff Cybertrucker sent me this story before I saw it anywhere else. The Kansas City Zoo is mourning the loss of our 33-year-old polar bear, Berlin. Oh, no. 
I know. Man, that guy was cool, too. Yeah. Did you know Berlin was actually a girl? I did not uh, never know that. They brought her to the Kansas City Zoo back in, I think, like the late 80s or early 90s mm. in hopes that she would fall in love with the male polar bear and Uh-oh. make some polar bear babies. I don't think it ever happened, though. Dang. But she was the oldest polar bear in human care in the United States and maybe all of North America. Dang. So polar bears in the wild usually live an average of 15 to 18 years. And here she was at 33. Indeed. I saw the average uh, zoo polar bear age is like 23 and a half. Wow. So she was a, uh, she's an old crone, man. That's right. They must have been doing something, right? But I guess so, yeah. Um, they did euthanize her because she had systemic hypertension and a subsequent diagnosis of renal failure. Oof. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Just is... no quality of life when you can't even move around or anything. Yeah. I saw a picture of her more recently than the last time we went to the zoo, and she looked pretty bad. She was just sprawled out, like looking pretty flat for a polar bear. Damn. I thought, dang, her, her fur was kind of patchy. Ah, uh, but anyway. MLB arbitration deadline tracker showed 33 players failed to agree on their salary. Oh, man. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Teams had until last Friday to, you know, nail down these salary figures. And uh, the, high, the team with the highest issues was the Tampa Bay Rays. For those who care, there were seven. Seven on that team that still hadn't come to an agreement. One dude on the Royals. Huh. Brady Singer. He requested $3.325 million for his salary and was offered $2.95 million. So, big numbers. Yeah. Almost there. Yeah. If it was me, you know, I would have been like, all right. <laughs> Almost three mil? All right. <laughs> oh, well. Vow poverty. Right. And freedom. Though. That's right. Freedom. Freedom above all. Yes. Bed Bath & Beyond, they're, uh, they registered a 33% decline in sales for quarter three of 2022. Seems kind of late to be reporting on quarter three, but what do I know? I know nothing about the quarters. I'm not in the industry of bed, baths, or the beyond. I just watch my check come in every other week and I go, oh, it, it came, it's here, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, the little bonus top 333 because this was a big headline all over the place and covered on no agenda the u.s cancer death rate fell 33 percent since 1991 they say partially due to advances in treatment early detection and less smoking Mm. the whole story was basically an ad for gardasil the (laughs) hpv vaccine that hasn't prevented cancer in, in a single person ever has it i don't believe so it seems like a fucking joke yeah they're, you know, just trying to create this correlation there. And uh, you may remember the girls walking backward after getting that one, that shot. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> For me, I just remember my friend, her whole body blew up and she couldn't breathe. And um, she was in the hospital for over a week. And we were, what, 14 or 15 when that shit came out? And so she had gotten it, and I went to my checkup, and they were like, would you like to take... I was like, nope, nope, I'm not doing that, dude. My friend got messed up over that, and I'm not risking it. Yeah. (laughs) Scared the life out of me. Sadly, people were coofing into coffins this week with the magic number, like a 33-year-old Ukrainian basketball player 
who died of heart problems. Former basketball player, I should say. He was on the Ukraine national team, and he died in Kiev. Then, have you heard of Waffler69? No, not yet. Me neither, but uh, he just died, age 33. Died before I could figure out who he was. What's that all about? Oof, his content is tough to watch because it's just him eating the junkiest foods. Oh, no. Uh, His last video was this giant fruit loop. And I mean giant. And he goes for it. Oh, God. Like a fruit loop the size of your head. Just that green, gross, sugary shit. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, died at 33, but you see this content and you're like, mm. All these muckbangers, mm. man, they take a serious hit to the whole health of Rooney. Yeah. He was a big boy. It's like they do man versus food shit, but just on a YouTube channel. It's crazy. It boggles my mind, man. Yeah. It's I I can't watch those things. It's hard for me to watch because I'm pretty self-conscious when it comes to what I ingest and what I feed my children, especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that is painful. It's worse than, I would rather watch Ouch My Balls, you know, some stupid, like people getting kicked in the balls over and over again. And that that brings me no pleasure either, but. (laughs) Uh, And finally, this is an interestingly positive story. 33 City of Windsor employees, that's up in Ontario, are returning to work after getting fired for not disclosing their vaccination status. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, The city sent letters to 67 people, and 33 accepted that invitation to return to work. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I would want to work for a place that ever was prying into my medical decisions and then basing whether I was retained or let go off of that. Well, uh, about half of those people agreed with you. Yes. Fool right. can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go behind the curtain. Oh, absolutely. Where right this way. Plenty of folks are still getting fooled, but hey, at least I can get stoned back here. That's right. <laughs> there yeah. was a report that came out from the United States Sentencing Commission this week. Exciting stuff. Oh, boy. One thing that stood out to me was that the average age at sentencing for these federal offenders uh, who had marijuana priors was 33. I'll be damned. Yeah. Young. The 33 is really popping off this week, babe. It's been nuts. Yeah. You know, they got all that holiday time off and now they got to make up for it, They got to make up for lost 33s, man. The big they. It's got to be it. <laughs> yeah. Of all these federal possession sentencings that were uh, discussed in this report, 80% of them came from Arizona. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Arizona's got some work to do. Good thing they've got Brittany Griner back. Um, Surely she can help get the work done. (laughs) Yeah. She's got to be the spokeswoman for it. Yeah. I did want to say, uh, we heard some pins just about six minutes ago. That was Eastside Tony checking in from Podverse. Oh, Eastside Tony. Thanks. 420 sats, and he says, defend the network. You know it. Yes, sir. You know it. We're out here, man. Making a note, putting Eastside Tony in the notes. There you go. I wanted to say it now before I forgot it. I appreciate that. Um, So, you know how judges look at criminal history? As one of the main factors when they're determining your prison sentence? Sure. (laughs) I I mean, not firsthand, but... (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I was looking at this sentencing table that exists. Yeah. Uh, that was mentioned in this report. I had to look it up. Uh, thank you, President Ronald Reagan, for putting this into play back in 1987. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how much he expanded the war on drugs. Yeah. Anti-Drug Abuse Act, passed by Congress in 1986, allocates $1.7 billion to the war on drugs and establishes mandatory minimums. Boo. Which is kind of a big topic here because plenty of these people in federal prison had just a possession charge before and then you get another one. It's like, oh, federal pen time. You just get three striked into prison. Mandatory minimums are really incredibly offensive to the foundation of the separation of powers because... It's the legislature stepping in to do the judicial branch's job of deciding a sentence. And the judge is supposed to have discretion over that. The judge is supposed to be able to say, oh, well, in this case, uh, I need to be lenient because of these extenuating circumstances. And with mandatory minimums, you remove that power from the judge. It's totally against just the basic principles of the separation of powers. So it really pisses me off. Yeah. And this sentencing table is something that the judge is expected to refer to. And it's got <laughs> points that they give people for their criminal history category that they get lumped into. And then the level of their offense, which is pretty subjective. But of course, marijuana gets an automatic placement of so many points, which just, you know, screws people. Yeah. Right off the bat. So, oh, you had weed. We're gonna, you're in category two now. Crazy. Yeah. So at the end of this report, there were some proposed amendments that hopefully they pass. Uh, one of which is that possession could be an example of what they call downward departure, uh, which gives the judge the ability to decide for him or herself, you know, on the sentence instead of having to stick to this table and just go off of these fake points and do a yeah. mandatory minimum. I mean, it's, it's none of the legislature's business. They can write the laws, and they can write the penalty for the laws, but to, the judge is supposed to carry out the judgment and the sentencing on uh, a case-by-case -case scenario, weighing all of the uh, factors of each individual case. So it's just out of control. Yeah. There were a lot of folks here, too, that were sent to federal prison um, and then carried those criminal points, as described on this table, uh, from a state that's now legal, too, just because they didn't get their charges expunged. Isn't that ridiculous? That is ridiculous. It's like they got in trouble for something that's totally legal now where they live, and yet you have to push it forward, do the mandatory minimum. Um, and then there was also a, a kind of hinted at in here if they should exclude sentences from the criminal history score, if, like I said, the offense is no longer a crime in that state, which kind of seems like, duh. You know, even if the person's record isn't expunged, are we really going after weed possession that hard? Do we <laughs> really need to boost those numbers? I, I guess so. Because you're going to be excoriated for it over and over again. Right. On bowl after bowl. <laughs> you don't want that kind of uh, flame war to come at you. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> the bowlers, man. <sighs> they're relentless. Yeah, so... They're watching you, cunts. They're supposed to make a decision on whether or not to 
adopt these uh, proposed amendments on March 14th. So I've got it written in my planner. Check in on the Sentencing Commission. Because, you know, they won't publicize that. But it's uh, good to know. Good to know that things might be changing like a step in the right direction. If a judge could have some discretion, wow. (laughs) Yeah, if a judge could do his job as as it was intended originally. Wouldn't it be nice? Separated powers ought to stay separated, damn it. Yeah. I guess the feds are considering changing up the weed questions on their applications because they're unable to give security clearances to a lot of people because they're so hard on like prior weed use. Right. It's pretty much, it looks like if you were applying for a job to be a fed, which hopefully none of the bowlers ever have or will, um, <laughs> there's a question that's like, have you ever well, used weed? And as soon as you hit yes on that, it's like, oh, you're out. I, I will say that uh, we, we do need people on the inside. Mm. Not, I'm not encouraging people to work for the fed, but. Yeah. I'm also not saying that uh, fuck you if you do. Well, they've got to get some young blood in there. We need people on the inside, man. So they've got to lighten up on the weed. They do. They got no choice. Well, and I think also that now in our current climate, it's people people feel a little bit more relaxed at being honest with a question like that. You know, I think that uh, maybe two, three decades ago, a question like that comes up. And even if you had maybe the one time and you Bill Clinton did not inhale, then you just say you never had. Right. And you stick to that story. And what are they going to do? How are they going to figure out otherwise? They're not. They're not. So you could just say nah. And I think nowadays a lot of people are a little bit more relaxed and being like, well, yeah, that one time, you know. Or like, oh, well, yeah, a little bit in college, but that was a decade ago or whatever, you know. They feel a little bit more at ease admitting it not realizing on the other end that that's just like such a hard line. Yeah, well, some of them just make up stories to pretend like they did, like our vice president, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's the cool thing to do. When she was bumping Bach, uh, Pac back in the 80s and shit. <laughs> yeah, you remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this article I have in the show notes has quotes from the assistant director for the special security directorate at the National Counterintelligence and Security Center. Hmm. Oof. That is a mouthful. Yeah, I wanted to just get him talking, but uh, I couldn't find him on video talking about the weed. So (laughs) the proposed change as it stands right now, which they're taking public comments on it, I believe, um, is just scaling down the number of questions about weed. Because right now it's like, have you ever used weed? What types of weed, you know, like, did you, did you smoke? Did you inhale? Did you eat an edible? (laughs) Did you take tincture? You ever Uh, boof weed? You ever inject one marijuana? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have never used weed, but uh, weed has used me. And the other suggestion is taking weed off of the illegal drug section and moving it to like the prescription drug section. Instead of uh, okay, yeah, the illicit narcotics list. That's, that's such a weird spot for it, still, you know. Because, like, uh, first of all, as, as my understanding, it's never really prescribed. It's more of a you get a doctor's recommendation, right? Recommended, yeah. And then on top of that, there's a bunch of rec states where you don't even need that, and it's more akin to like uh, the, uh, the other drugs that we do of that nature, which. Think about caffeine, for instance. Um, the world's favorite drug, by the way. 
the most popular drug in the world, caffeine. Uh, would you consider caffeine a recreational drug? No, I hate that word. I, I, I don't really recreate. Uh, it, it serves a purpose for me. It gets me into this um, go mode, you know? Well, that is kind of recreating, right? Being recreational because it makes you do stuff. Well, it depends, you know. If I if I drink a not, coffee, I'm, if I'm not working and I drink a coffee and then I go out and uh, go to the gym, uh, yeah, smack a volleyball around or something like that, you know. Then I suppose that caffeine is a recreational drug, but but uh, I'm, I'm I'm not using it as a means to recreate, and for that matter, I very rarely have used weed as a means to recreate. Also, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Relax. Is it better? Uh... Is that the same thing? That's my thing. Like, is is relaxing and recreating the same thing? Let me pull up the fucking definition of recreating. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, because another thing too is like, what about medicinal alcohol versus recreational alcohol? Why don't we have that going on? Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Recreation noun: refreshment of one's mind or body after work through activity that amuses or stimulates. Oh. Play two: an activity that provides such refreshment. Refreshment. Mm, okay. Sure. Okay. I'm a little more with it. Alcohol is recreational also. Recreation Wikipedia says human activity of leisure, discretionary time. Okay, I take it back. It's totally recreational. But why don't we call other things recreational? Because we're fucking morons. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And just like that, you solved it all. Uh, Part of the solution here. <laughs> yeah. So that's Occam's um, razor, anyway. He also discussed this novel concept in this article about considering applicants on a case by case basis. Wow, I just thought that was I can't believe the feds aren't already doing that. You know, <laughs> right? So, oh well. I mean, if they want more feds, if they want people to come work for them, they know what they got to do. Although it says uh, once you're hired on that you're totally prohibited from using weed, so they're not going to budge on that because, you know, federally illegal. Schedule Prohibit one. this dick. <laughs> Schedule one. I probably stepped on you. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, it's, not worth, it's not worth grabbing. Come on. I saw a press release come out of the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration this week, which I read in on because uh, have you heard of the X waiver? No, you're I mean, dropping all new concepts on me tonight. Me neither. I hadn't heard of the X waiver. The X waiver. And I decided to look into it because they removed the need, the requirement of the X waiver in the omnibus bill that just recently passed. Oh boy. The ominous and, omnibus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has anyone heard the whole thing? Never. Uh, I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just learning about this. It's I just, also. I just bitch about it every single budget year. Yeah. Like everyone else. Yeah. It's also known as the data waiver, but it has nothing to do with data. Um, that sounds about right. What this was, was a requirement from the feds for medical practitioners to have a current, and they have to have a current DEA registration that includes authority over Schedule Three substances. Uh, they were required to submit a notice of intent in order to prescribe medications like buprenorphine for the treatment of opioid use disorder. So it was a hell of a process to treat people for opioid use disorder, and people who were suffering from addiction were just kind of funneled to the clinics to get methadone. 
Right. Um, but they talk about buprenorphine. Now, this kind of cracked me up as I was reading into it because uh, they call it MAT. Um, I think it's medicine-assisted treatment. And so buprenorphine is an opioid that's prescribed to treat opioid use disorder. Okay. Now, if you're like a chemist, I guess you can probably explain how this works. Yeah, it's you know? like a substance. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the nicotine patch. It's like, uh, or for that matter, and- the... Uh- Jesus, what did you just, you just said it with the clinics, uh, methadone. methadone. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and now I've heard of Suboxone at the mm-hmm. clinics, mm-hmm. and what that is is uh, buprenorphine and naloxone on a one to four ratio, so it's just like, yeah, yeah, little buprenorphine in there. But they couldn't just prescribe this drug without sending in this uh, waiver, the X waiver, and hmm. getting approval Interesting. from the I did ho- not. The higher-ups. I never heard that before. No, me neither. And uh, I was on some, <laughs> I was reading on some forums uh, for pharmacists who were talking about it because they're, you know, one of the only groups that even knows that this is a thing going on. Sure. And they were talking about, they think this is going to just crush clinics. People won't have to go to clinics anymore. They can just go get it directly from their whoever their medical provider is. Interesting. But I also was like, what if they don't have a doctor, you know? Yeah. Just go to the clinic seems a lot easier. And I wonder if the clinics can just prescribe better things. I just, I I feel like I don't (laughs) really know enough about clinics to have an opinion on them one way or another. Um, I've only known one person who went to clinics and they didn't seem to really help them. Yeah. I've known two and the two that I'm familiar with were both given methadone and definitely relapsed. Yeah. Because they met other users at the clinic. Yeah, it's a weird environment. (laughs) Yeah. So there's going to be a total overhaul in new training requirements, though, for folks that have this DEA registration number uh, this summer. But it looks like it's effective immediately. So, Interesting. Wild Interesting. West out there, I guess, with the buprenorphine. Learning something new. Yep. I also found a, a letter from the DEA that they sent to potential prescribers. So I'll have that in the show notes. Oh, the National Transportation Safety Board. Some of my favorite people, not. Uh-oh. Yeah. They <laughs> they're, wrote the real, up, they're the real heroes. Oh, gosh. They have a little report they published this week. Alcohol, other drug, and multiple drug use among drivers. And I thought, hmm, okay, drug. We're probably going to talk about weed in here. Yeah, a lot. They want to require states to mandate warning labels uh, about weed-impaired driving. Oh, my God. So that everything... get off the driving thing. Yeah. And, like, you got CBD, it's going to be like, don't drive on your label up front. Mandate. Yeah, I just hate that. Um, it says they want to enhance state drug-impaired driving laws. They want to standardize toxicology testing for drug use detection. Good luck with that. Even if you can standardize it... Uh, with some little machine, which is the ideal, I suppose, for law enforcement, can they all afford it? You know, they uh, they like to spend their budgets on fun things. And finally, they want more research as to how to improve compliance with driving-related warnings on potentially impairing prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs. It's like, hmm, 
people get these things and it's like they don't read the label. They just still drive their car after taking sleepy pills. That's weird, right? Maybe if we printed it in a bigger, bolder font, they would start to pay attention. I think they need to use Comic Sans. It's almost as if people (laughs) are autonomous individuals that can make their own decisions and sometimes make poor ones. It's almost like that. Like you can't control people by putting a sticker on their products or something. Weird, right? But I don't know. Man, that sounds crazy now that I say it out loud. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, this next guy might not be completely autonomous. Our president, Joe Biden, he was uh, talking at a podium for the National Action Network Martin Luther King Jr. Day breakfast. And, oh. God love him for that because I got a good I got a good clip from him. Oh boy! Of course, you know what he was gonna bring up at a Martin Luther King celebration. Uh, did he tell people they ain't black? I'm keeping my promise. No one, I'll say it again. No one should be in federal prison for the mere possession of marijuana. No one. In addition to that, they should be released from prison and completely pardoned in their. Entire record expunded, expunged, expunged. Nailed it. And that's the part he's not supposed to say because he didn't expunge anyone. Totally expunged it and expunge Rooney. Oh, and you know, I got that as an ISO. It's got a good beat to it, I think. Expunged, expunged, expunged. Expunged, expunged, expunged. Expunged, expunged, expunged. Expunged, expunged, expunged. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, man, that's old. <laughs> Jesus, makes me want to dance and move your legs around. Seriously. All right, I'll let them finish. So that, if they have to ask, have you ever been, you can honestly say no. Yeah, it's all just about being honest and saying no. It's about being honest when you lie. You're expunged, expunged, expunged. Totally expunged. <laughs> and you could just feel his handlers. That's no, don't say expunged. They promised me I could get expunged after I did the stock. <laughs> so that always cracks me up. It, you, you know, give the dusty man an expunge bath. <laughs> he needs one. He needs one after that. Oh my. Oh, these two might need one too. Two elderly DC neighbors are in a legal battle over smoking weed. This uh, 76-year-old Josefa Ippolito Shepard is suing the District of Columbia over the smell coming from her neighbor, Thomas Cackett, who's 73 years old. Oh, come on. He smokes a little weed and lives underneath her because they're in an apartment complex or maybe a condo, some multi-unit place. Uh, She says that the weed is making it hard for her to breathe, sleep, and live. And I have a quote from her, although no one thought to get this on video, which would have been lovely to hear it come from the woman herself. She says, I have the right to breathe fresh air in my home. Oh my God. And I uh, need that. I know. I need an old lady saying that. I like fresh air, motherfucker. Exactly. So she, I thought, why don't you just leave, right? Just move somewhere else if you have such an issue with your neighbor. Yeah, that gets dicey. She <laughs> says she's lived there for 30 years. Yeah. She will never move. And now she's asking the city to ban smoking in multi-unit buildings. Mm. She's also acting as her own attorney, so I don't really see this going anywhere. She definitely needs to shut the fuck up, but she doesn't need to move. You can't compel people just to move. Uh, no, if not compel. you don't compel. like it, Move. Like, uh, well, if I didn't like something, that's probably what I would do. Uh, yeah, I would, <laughs> but not everybody would, and not everybody has to. Oh, 
But, uh, eh, it sucks. She went on about how the smoke from the weed got into her home through the cracks in her stairs behind a web of pipes that run under her kitchen sink and above some recessed lights from mm. Thomas's place. Now, I mean, <laughs> there's something to be said about maybe sealing your place off. You yeah. know, you might you might be responsible for like, you know, uh, any kind of environmental factor coming from the outside into your place, you know, like ventilate it a little bit better or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It gets, I can appreciate a little bit of nuance here is all I'm saying. Uh, there are certain people that just really hate the smell of smoke. And I'm not saying that like I have the right to blow it in your face or anything. Or everyone who complains about how New York City smells like weed now. And it's like, dude, that is part of beautifying the city. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. You want to smell the poo-poo again? I can't even smell <laughs> the piss over all the fucking weed. <laughs> it baffles the mind, really. Um, but this is a first-of-its-kind lawsuit in D.C. And, of course, they legalized medical in 2010 and recreational in 2015, although they have some weird weird gifting rules and not allowed to have a legal market. Um, so there was a precedent set with cigarettes uh, that's been cited a few times. Shimp versus New Jersey Bell Telephone Company from 1976. What, the, when, the stooge? <laughs> maybe. No, it was a woman. Um, oh, so Shimp's daughter, Shimp. <laughs> not shimp, shimp, like shrimp without an R. Oh, man. Yeah, the New Jersey Superior Court ruled in favor of this office worker who sued her employees for letting coworkers smoke at their desks. And I'm like, no, eh, that's not a multi-unit home, though. But whatever. Uh, there was a quote in these articles, because, of course, they had to, these journalists they were doing their job by reaching out for some expert opinions, and who do they grab? Someone from the CDC by the name of Brooke Hoots. Hoots is the correct term, because she said that THC, which, quote, is the main substance in marijuana, has <laughs> many of the same cancer-causing toxins that can be passed through secondhand smoke. Oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> Evidence needed. Sources need to be yeah, cited here. Citation. But, Where is it? You know, for the journalists, their citation is Brooke Hoots. Of the CDC, if that's her real name. Well, she's definitely but hooting. The issue here in D.C. and in most legal states is you can't smoke in public. So if you ask someone to step outside, they could get in trouble to smoke. So where are you going to smoke? You have to smoke in the privacy of your own home. <sighs> and what are you going to do about it? You're going to leave New York. <laughs> I mean, well, this is D.C., though. Or D.C., Oh, they yeah, they have all the gifting laws and all. And you just said that hey, we can't compel that woman to leave. She's lived there for thirty years. You can't compel them to leave, but you're right that it is the same decision. The conclusion, it's like uh, I don't know. No one's gonna give anybody else any peace. Any peace? Yeah. Kaczynski was right about this particular thing, where it's like modern living is just pitting us all against each other. Hmm. Like, just uh, just the close quarters, not everybody has their own space. Like, just just living your life in different ways than everyone else is living their life that lives so damn close to you is just a recipe for conflict. Yeah. And, uh. and this legal turmoil where it's like, well, you know, you have a right to have your own space and be left alone in it, but then the person just fucking five feet this way from you also has that same right. And then like, how are you ever going to make that jive? You know, you can't, 
uh, have a sneeze attack without bothering a, someone right next door to you in a thin-walled situation, you know? I, I don't know. It's just a quagmire of problems. Yeah. And although we all desire to breathe beautiful, fresh, clean air, it's not a right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I would recommend sealing those cracks that she mentioned, uh, perhaps burning some incense or cooking with garlic, you know, something to cover the smell. There's lots of ways to cover weed smell. Yeah. Just get a dupe tube, man. Come on, Granny. Get, yeah, get ma- wise. Make friends with your neighbor, first of all, and then, yeah, offer that suggestion. A dupe tube. Very simple to make with a toilet paper roll and a uh, one of those dryer sheets, you know, and a rubber band. Yeah. Simple as. Simple as. Well. I, I think there, there could be compromise found on both sides, is my opinion here. That's, that's kind of a... Outside of court. Outside of court. Please don't get the fucking city involved. It's too late. You know, the lawsuit's been filed. Yeah, well, it's a waste of everybody's time and energy. I saw in a memo from the Department of Justice that the former Atalanto, California mayor, Richard Allen Kerr, has agreed to plead guilty. And we discussed this case way, way back on Bull After Bull episode 99, which coincidentally was named Offer, Offer, Get Caught. Uh-oh. And caught he did get. After accepting bribes, like more than fifty-seven thousand dollars in bribes. No, oh, that's such a, like a lukewarm area to be in. Yeah, he was taking the money uh, in exchange for approving ordinances that authorized, you know, people's weed businesses and uh, making sure that his co-schemers got city licenses and permits when they wanted them. Right. So his change of plea hearing is scheduled for. February 17th. Coming up. I got that on the agenda, too. Keeping an eye on it. This was a goofy story going around this week, uh, and I'm surprised it's behind the curtain and not on the lanes. But here it is. A TSA found something weird at Logan Airport. You know what it was? What? A man with a candle that had weed in it. Oh. Now, when they say weed, I'm uh, a bit confused because it's not like nugs, you know? It's like... They saw this candle. Okay. I don't know what sketched them out about it, but they just totally destroyed the candle. I've posted a link in the show notes, and they just botched it open. It looks like butter inside of the candle, B-U-D-D-E-R, mm-hmm. uh, and like underneath. Oh, the outside yeah. of the candle is white, and then it's got this green, different shades of green even, but that army green is very familiar, butter shade, and then some lighter greens. Uh, and you know, the, the guy, he's in his fifties. He said that it was a gift from a coworker. Um, I think that's lame. I think they could have let this one go. I mean, weed's legal in Massachusetts. First of all, I understand he's flying probably to another state where weed is legal. Um, I wonder how many people fly with big candles. See, that's the real thing that you can't do is like, just stand out at the airport, which is why I don't fly anymore at all. You know? So like yeah. if if they look at you and they're like, oh, we don't see this every day, then you just get this extra scrutiny and they're going to start to break your shit, whether it's illegal or not. You know, they're just going to start to be like, hmm, what's this guy got? He's got something. I knew it. I know. Fucking they're... weed in a candle, man. That's just like a, if he was smuggling it, it's like how and why? Like, what are you going to do when you get to your destination with this thing? It looks kind of fucked up to me. Yeah. It's just weird. Cause even if it's butter, like how are you going to get? 
get that candle wax off of it and enjoy it. Uh-oh. Cotton gin flew with a candle from Logan. <gasps> Didn't have weed in it, though, he says. Uh, well, cotton just, gin is definitely standing out from the crowd. I don't know. And They like, didn't probe you or anything, cotton gin? <laughs> I'm sure they groped him a little. Just just a little bit of the left nut touch, probably. Yeah. That's what they always did to me when uh, I wouldn't go through the scanners. Oh, yeah. That's the trade. You say, I don't want to go through the scanners, and they say, okay, but we have to make a, a tally mark in our notebook here, and then we have to touch your left nut. It's worth it to me. That's like a win-win. Uh, I just hope TSA feels a bit safer destroying this man's candle. Oh, you yeah. Know? That's, like, that's one more Yankee candle off the streets. <laughs> Good work, TSA. I've seen candles that are weed-scented, which I don't understand and I will never understand. But that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what if that's just an essential oil or something that colored it green? Like, how do they know that that's weed at all? Just don't fly with candles. Don't fly with anything. Don't fly. Don't fly. Don't fly. Yeah. Don't fly commercial. When you can easily walk there, you know you can. Just <laughs> just start earlier. Just leave sooner than you would normally, and you can just walk there. Easy, You're, easy, easy. You remember how in Massachusetts, the Department of Transportation and the Registry of Motor Vehicles approved that anti-weed driving stuff from AAA. It was the blunt truth. <laughs> yes, I remember. About driving impaired yeah. on marijuana or whatever. Well, this came up this um, past week at the Cannabis Commission meeting, which is usually pretty uh, dull and whatever. They haven't posted the video of the meeting yet, but here's what the reporter had to say about it. Who attended. Commissioner Kimberly Roy said, Massachusetts is first in many ways, and we were first in the nation to implement this curriculum in all of our driving schools. It is a national model. However, one commissioner shared an email from a public health official that stated the curriculum was not effective or evidence-based. Another said the education materials had an underlying feeling or tone of disregard for legalization. Moreover, the curriculum was launched before the whole commission had a chance to see it. Mm. The commission also voted to put their logo on that education material in a three-to-one vote. Ding, ding, ding. I thought that was so funny. So they're you know, griping about it, and then they still put their <laughs> and then they rubber name stamp on it. it also. Yeah, what a bunch! And of only dorks. one of them stood up to it. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's not perfect, but hey, let's get our name on it." Um, in the article, there were more quotes where these members of the commission were going on and on about how well it's definitely accurate and evidence based because these were brown researchers that. Uh, helped oh. come up with the curriculum. That's an Ivy League school. Oh. And I sat back and was like, yeah, that's definitely not just college kids yeah, doing college something kids, for a project. Everywhere. They were getting a grant. They're doing the project. Google some propaganda, slap it in there. Fucking simple as. Come on. And we call them researchers. Come yeah. on. This is study. I'm a study fucking. Show. Study finds. Study finds. I do plenty of research for the bowl, you know? Hell, call me a researcher. Another fucking study finds. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but the one dissenting vote, that person said, I think it's a little counterproductive. I think that we can all agree maybe that authentic education, when it comes to public awareness campaigns or media campaigns, are more effective, especially when dealing with youth. You guys all have kids and know that sometimes the truth is the best way, right? Instead of just trying to scare them. Which I was like, yep, thank you. <laughs> Reasonable approach detected. Yeah, and uh, voted down, of course. 
Nah, the voice of reason should shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just put the stamp on it, bitch. Well, this is a democracy. We can't have the voice of reason <laughs> carrying any kind of vote. We are led by the herd, goddammit. Moo. Quick story out of the show me state. The public defender's office uh, put up a an application for pot prisoners who are currently incarcerated. Uh, you can apply to be released early and have your sentence expunged since Amendment 3 passed. So if you know anyone who's a prisoner of the drug war here in Missouri, let them know. And get expunded. <laughs> get expunded. I got it here somewhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Expunded. Expunged. Expunged. Expunded. Expunded. Expunged. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Absolute gold. New York City's second dispensary is going to open up on February 13th because I told y'all that recreational sales started there. What I did not realize is that when they said recreational sales started, that was only one dispensary that was allowed to open. So uh, here comes number two a month later. That's wild. So that first dispensary to open is getting hella money, hella business. They got a serious jump start. Yeah. They had to suck a lot of dick to open first and only. It's a good move. Also in New York, Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill which will automatically legalize <coughs> Schedule One drugs if they're ever reclassified at the federal level. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's federally legal, so now it's New York legal, too. They should write another law that will automatically legalize if uh, a unicorn flies over the Capitol building and shits on top of it. That, that was legal for the unicorn to do. Yeah. We have it in writing on page... One billion seven hundred sixty-four million three hundred thirty-three. There's just too many fucking laws. It's out of control, man. It's buried. It's like laws about laws on laws with laws over them that are all tied to regulation. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Bad news bears. Puke. North Carolina's alcohol law enforcement, which is a real thing. They just completed an investigation into some stores that were allegedly selling weed products containing. THC levels that are higher than 0.3%, the legal limit under the 2018 Farm Bill. This started because they received some complaints that teens were being hospitalized and sick after getting vape products, is what they start this uh, press release off by saying, from two tobacco stores in particular. So there's already a problem. Teens making purchases at tobacco stores. Presumably under 18. Right. Well, under 21. Under 21, you're in the bad zone, in the not legal zone. You are not a boy. (laughs) That 21 number is so dumb. Um, They they did tests on these products because, of course, they raided the shops. They took all the products, including they mentioned male enhancement pills, though that had nothing to do with what what they're getting in trouble with. And they also took all the bongs, too. You know, just for the evidence storage room decorations, I guess. You can take my bongs, but please don't take my boner pills. Yeah. And they took all their cash also, because, you know, that's what you do. Uh, and they arrested the manager and two employees. But they tested the THC levels, and it came up at a whopping 1.6%, which, you know, when the legal limit is 0.3%, that is five times greater. Right. More than five times. 
But <coughs> I'm at 1.6% THC. Like, this is like an eye roller. Right. And they're talking about kids getting mm. sick. And they go on to say that their products are marketed towards kids because they mimic legitimate candy products. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the kids were hospitalized from buying vapes. Now you're talking about edibles. This isn't adding up. Uh, it's just uh, they just need to make it bad every, every way they can. All of the ways are bad. Yeah. I've got another clip this time out of Texas where voters are fighting for what they approved. It's been the center of conversations in the clean city chambers for months now. The controversial, now amended marijuana ordinance. It's drawn the attention of the Bell County commissioners that have decided to say, not so fast. I would recommend, just in the spirit of the law, the law, not the oath, not some vacuous loyalty to voters and oath before law, I would say vote to repeal it. Save yourselves the trouble. The county is planning on filing suit against Colleen, saying the ordinance violates state law. I can tell you this is probably a first for us here in the county, Bell County. Councilmember Jose Segarra says the litigation could be setting a precedent for other cities in the future, and he believes it's best. When the county does sue us, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take that to the court and the court have them make a decision, and I think that's important, and that's where, that's where this item should be. The mayor now calls a closed meeting. The city council met behind closed doors Tuesday night. Segura says it was mainly legal advice from the city attorney, which he says is warranted as they go into this unchartered territory. People say, you know, we voted for it. It should become law, and that's not going to happen unless it's in line with our state laws and our federal laws. And that's the, the thing, the education part that I think that we as leadership need to inform our council or, or our citizens that that's why we're having such a hard issue with this. A county spokesperson tells me the county attorney, Jim Nichols, has promised to contact the city before the suit is filed in court. We reached out for additional comment today, like why it's not filed yet, but we have not heard back tonight, guys. I thought that was interesting. Um, in Texas, as you know, Killeen... They just paused it. They made a temporary pause of this voter-approved decriminalization because they didn't know what to do. They said this doesn't match up with state law, so how can we enforce it? And I guess that, that's uh, the way it's supposed to work in Texas is uh, you can't approve things or uh, you know make changes that aren't in line with what the state says is law. can't be uh, in conflict with state law. Mm. So... Parker Heights, Texas, a bunch of people got together. Um, they flat out re- repealed the voter-approved decriminalization. Blech. And so people petitioned to reverse that repeal, and they got enough signatures. Um, they discussed this at city council last Token Tuesday, actually, while we were in the bowl. And um, there was only one lone dissent who agreed with the voters saying, yeah, let's, you know, reverse the repeal. Um, so now it's going to the ballot for the voters to take up again. But boy, they're just placing blame on... They should just recall everybody. I think so. Just rip them all out of there, man. Just, you're done. Whatever. You're out of control. Well, I just put the... In my mind, the voters and the will of the people is at the top. That's that's supposed to be how it works, yes. And these 
representatives here, these city city council members, as he just said, he's like, there's an education issue because we can't fall out of line with the state laws. And I just have a hard time believing that. You can do whatever you want to so, do. I mean, like, that's what people just are like, you get the spineless, dickless people in office. We're like, well, we can't do this because of this. It's like, we couldn't come over here and make our own country either in 1776, you know? Yeah. It was like... Not in line with the crown. Yeah, right. that's got to change. If you get in and politically fight for shit, you can make changes. You just have to have the balls to do it. So, okay. yeah, clearly, like, a lack of conviction. And, and the voters, man, like, just get rid of these people. Yeah, seriously. All right, if that's how you feel, then uh, I'm going to have somebody else represent me who represents me. Yeah. And don't wait for the fucking election. Recall them early. You seem to be pretty good at getting signatures on pieces of paper. Yep. Do recall ones. Yeah, only one should stay. <laughs> but that's why I thought it was interesting in Killeen where they're like, well, we're just going to let the county sue us and we'll take it to court for the court to figure out, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. At least that sets a precedent. I understand where maybe want to seek clarity, but if you're trying to talk about any kind of legalization effort, the voters passed, the council passed, I don't give a fuck who passed it, and you want it to be in tow with federal law, you, you you can't you can't you right. can't because that shit's federal one uh that's schedule one federally yep hello no no approved use for anything it's just a cop out is what it is yeah seriously well, that was my last story for the bo- uh oh. the behind the curtain segment yeah. so you got me all bothered at the end I'm sorry no, that's all right. it bothers me too because I just it's like what's so hard about this job? The voters say this thing, and yeah, now you yeah. do it. Now it you do be, it. You work for us. It should be something you just can't even do. You could even like it should be. You're like, well, I don't agree with it personally, but the voters have spoken. Yeah, my hands are tied yeah. by the voters. But no, no, is that ever how it works? No, flush them turds down the toilet. Yeah, that's what I say. I think that's a good idea. Well, you know what can give me in a better mood? The metal moment. That's what. Yes. I got a fresh one here from the Rev. All right. And uh, can't wait to hear it. What about you? I want to hear it. Meow. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Formed in Lanesburg, Michigan in 2010, State of Mind has aggressive rhythms, raw guitar sounds, and the occasional hip-hop production element, while their sound is definitely influenced by 1990s alternative metal. Their cover of Garth Brooks' The Thunder Rolls was released in 2021 and immediately in February of that year hit the top of the hot hard rock songs chart. From State of Mind featuring No Resolve, this is The Thunder Rolls. 3.30 in the morning, not a soul in The city's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm. Somewhere that he never should have been And the thunder rolls 
Chasing by the telephone in a faded flannel gown Asking for a miracle, hoping she's not right Praying it's the weather that's kept him out all night And the thunder rolls And the thunder rolls was a cool cover of that that was cool i like that metalized brooks man yeah killer well, thank you rev yeah thanks rev that was a different uh different sound for the metal moment i always liked it so grew up in some garth and stuff no doubt the peak 90s country 90s country 90s country bring man. it back no doubt yeah what happened to what happened to country what happened to country i don't know <laughs> at least the mainstream shit it definitely took a different turn yeah that's for sure. It's all right. We still got the bowlers to uh, reminisce about the good old days with. We talk about the first time we ever done a thing every week. This time we're talking about the first time we ever changed jobs. And uh, let's see what the bowlers have to say about this. Why it's bowl after bowl. Hey. Mr. Spencer, in James and Morgan. <laughs> yes. Uh, my voice is about three octaves lower right now because I have... Um, a chest cold. Uh-oh. And I am taking some uh, medicine to help send the, um, you know, the gunk. But It's going around. Um, it's yeah. only a day into it, so I'm still kind of... Ugh. Anyway. You sound great. I just wanted to uh, answer that question. Whoa. The first time I ever had a job change, I was 16. I worked at a place, my first job, called Fancy Pigs Barbecue and Ice Cream. In Potosi, Missouri, which is a small town, small town, it uh, was uh, a barbecue slash ice cream parlor, and um, I remember coming home smelling like smoke a lot of the time, um, but they had darn good barbecue, and you could get your barbecue and your ice cream through a drive through window, mm. and... Um, and that was great for about a summer. And then as the wintertime approached, obviously they were planning to basically put that installation in a hibernative mode and just pause it until springtime came back around, obviously. And so I looked around for, and uh, uh, my boss there at Fancy Big, he said, I have, you know, I can work at Subway. So I switched jobs. I didn't change bosses, technically. Nice. But I switched jobs, and I started working at Subway, where I became a sandwich artist. 
So that's the first time I switched jobs. And the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. A one house. Zoon. Zoonaruni. That's cool to keep like the boss you're already familiar with and things. Yeah, that is really cool. I know you, you know me, we know where we stand. Sandwich artiste, huh? Well, and before that, ice cream and barbecue that you can get through a drive through oh, I like that. That sounds like heaven on earth. That sounds very Missouri. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Peak Missouri. No doubt. <laughs> barbecue and ice cream, ice cream right through your car window. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, man. I bet this uh, next caller might be interested in some of that. Changing jobs. I haven't changed a job in almost 25 years now, but when I came to this one, I went from $6.75 an hour to $10.53 an hour, and I thought I was gangster rich. (laughs) And I lived that way for a while until I realized I wasn't. And now that I'm 50, I get anxiety when I see these young kids quitting this job. Anyway, I haven't changed a job in a long time. By the way, this was Justin from the wrong kind of podcast. See you guys later. Much love, Justin. Thanks for the call. He thought it was gangster rich, man. Yeah, it's all uh, relative. It's all relative. And then uh, you find out, oh, shit. Turns out everything's expensive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and these dollars, man, they don't feel like they're worth anything. I know. It just gets thinner every every year. I know. Pretty soon we'll be wiping our ass with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'd never wipe my ass with a voicemail. Especially not this one. Oh, yeah, he's hitting it. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Nice hit. What's up, Morgan? What's up? What's up? Uh, so today, I actually... Hang on, let me, let me get that cleared out first. Clear it. Um, I actually called in sick today. I wasn't sick. Based. I just got on, like, I got to my desk this morning, got on the VPN, got everything like that, and just decided that... I can't fucking do it today. Hey. Um, I had the time off. I didn't, you know, it would be all right. So I just um, called in sick. Nice. But uh, it's one of those things where, uh, yep, I, I just kind of didn't want to work. So um, I might be having a job change here in the future soon. Ooh. Man, that's not a good sign, is it? I guess not. But uh, the, uh, yeah, let's see. Um, so the, the first time I ever changed jobs, I'm going to just keep it to like my change jobs in my career, just to make it easy. Okay. But, uh, my first job in my career, I took here in Springfield because, well, I, I really just didn't want to live in St. Louis or Kansas city. And that was kind of like my other options. Sure. So I took this entry level job here in Springfield. Uh, the pay really sucked. Uh, it was awful. And of course, in my interview, the guy was just like the owner. It was a, a very small outfit, like four to five full-time employees. Uh, it was a tech job. Okay. You know, I was programming JavaScript and uh, PHP, I believe. Uh, Perl. It was Perl. And um, uh, so he was like in the interview, he was like, "Yeah, I just don't want this to be a stepping stone job." And I, was, I was looking at the pay, and I was just like, "You got a year, buddy. Yeah. You got a year." And it turns out that's about what it took. Um, but it was an interesting job because it was, it was in a strip mall. Was, like I said, it was a tech job. The servers were on site. It, the worst thing about it, though, was that the owner was a chain smoker oh. inside. This is before, like, 
there was a smoking ban in Springfield or anything like that. So he would chain smoke inside. And I don't know if you know about servers, but that's not good for him. Nah. It was a disgusting job. And, you know, even though I've smoked on and off in my life, I've always been an outside smoker because I don't like my shit smelling like that. Right. And so it was always weird, like, going home smelling like I just got home from, like, the bar. But yeah, that's uh, wild. But, yeah, I left about, about after a year. And, uh, you know, it's whatever. It wasn't terrible. But uh, I definitely was not meant long for that place because, boy, they just didn't do things right. It wasn't paid right. And uh, it was definitely a stepping stone job. Yeah. Well, in the bowl, love you guys. Have a good evening. Love you, Pfeiffer. Yeah, love you, Pfeiffer. It sounded like right when he said this isn't a stepping stone job, I'd have been like, who are you trying to convince? Yeah, exactly. Bro. Now Now I know that it is. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you said it out loud. Oh, he has a follow-up. Or I'm sorry, in the bowl again. Oh, that's uh, all right. I forgot, like, the, the best part of the story is that after I left, I, you know, pe- people keep talking to you, you, you know, whatever. Sure. Apparently, the owner of this company had really um, gotten into Second Life. Okay. But instead <laughs> of just being into Second Life, I, he was dedicating a, a large amount of resources, hiring programs and everything like that to try to make a com, like a competitor to Second Life. Oh, jeez. And so I can't say that I got out of there too soon because I did not. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Um, thanks for letting me do, get the follow-up uh, in the bowl. Absolutely. In the bowl. Second Life. Does anybody, is anybody on Second Life anymore? People with was anybody, no First Life. Was anybody ever? Oh, I, mean, I think there are plenty I've, of people into it because I've I heard of it. I definitely walked around in Second Life like twice. Oh, wow. But uh, both times I was like, what the fuck is this? How, what, how can you hang out for a while in there? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, did you meet somebody? <laughs> I don't know, bro. IRC for me, baby. Yeah. That's my Second Life. Yeah. Maybe they're building things and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like living in Minecraft. Yeah. Decorating their avatar and saving up for those demon wings or whatever to fly around. Because you can fly in Second Life also, I think. You can fly. There is that. I've seen pictures. <laughs> you remember the first uh, time you changed jobs? Yeah, the first time we changed jobs, I had a steady high school job. As soon as I was 16, I started working at Wendy's. That was a nice first job, I guess. <laughs> I switched locations because there was a real cunt of a manager at the first one that I did not get along with. Uh, and then I had a wonderful crew, and I was bummed to have to leave them. Although not bummed to stop working at Wendy's, because come on. Sure. And then I moved to Missouri, so I just had to change jobs, and I started working at a head shop. Nice. So that was a nice upgrade. Yeah, and, no doubt. Um, I had... I made slightly more hourly plus commission. So this is when I got my sleazy sales tactics on. Oh, sure. I was good at that job. I did real good. I made my way up to manager there because I was so good. There you go. Yeah, selling pretty shitties to people. Pretty shitties. That's what I call them. I remember that. That's a great term you came up with. Yeah, the pretty pipes, the colored glass, and they're you know just straight out of China. It's mass produced, but they're real pretty. Yeah. And and affordable. That's the most important part, I guess. All glass breaks. Yeah, if you take it on like a fishing trip or something, you know? Yeah, I did... From there, I did move to a, a high-scale head shop, and it was a lot tougher to make sales there when you're convincing people to save up for glass pieces instead of just, ah, you know, this one breaks. Come back and give me 20 bucks again. <laughs> right. What about you? I oh, think I remember man. your story from a previous F-tie. 
first time I ever changed jobs, the first like um, paycheck job I had was at uh, the International Beanery, <laughs> actually. And uh, I w- just happened to be walking by the uh, coffee. It was a coffee shop. When it was first being set up, the owner was like moving furniture into the place. And I was like, hey, do you need help moving some furniture into here? And I just like helped her out, you know. Uh, and then she was like, and we were talking and everything. And she was like, I'm opening this coffee shop. Maybe she'd apply and whatever. Oh, good hint. And uh, I don't know. I, I was. It was summer. So I was just weeks away from turning 14, which you got to be 14 to get on, uh. Uh, on a job. So I think I had to wait a little bit because of that. And then, uh, so at the time I had been, uh, my sister and I had our own window washing service. Nice. For some of the downtown businesses there. And so we were like doing that. I think that's even why I walked by because we were washing some windows down downtown. Um, and I'm talking downtown Kearney, you know, like a little tiny ass town. Yeah, with a little main street. Right. So um, at any rate, I got hired on there and I started and... I ha- I was 14, so I could legally be hired, but I wasn't, like, old enough to operate, like, a lot of the stuff, uh, I guess. Like the machinery? The co- like, yeah, like the espresso machine and different <sighs> things like that. Burn. Supposedly. Like, I still learned to do it, and I still did it, you know, but I was like, I don't know. There was something about you had to be 16 for that part. Yeah. In Massachusetts, you could be, like, a bag boy at the grocery store at yeah. 14, and well, that was pretty much it. So that's what I did. I uh, I wasn't there very long. She ended up having to lay people off, and so like I was just the first one because <laughs> yeah. I w- I just had very little utility, yeah, but I was still making minimum wage like everybody else, you know. Like she couldn't put me on the kill the rush stuff, and there also like wasn't really rushes, and I mainly just swept, you know. So yeah. like you can always have somebody else just sweep also in yep. addition to what they're doing. So yeah, that didn't last long, but I learned a little bit about. Uh, Pulling espresso shots, and uh, they had a pool table in there, which was cool. That's nice. the first time I ever had gelato, too. Are they still around? Nope. Oh. Yeah, they didn't last long. Darn. They didn't make it. Gelato? To, uh, That's a treat. Yeah. They didn't make it to when I graduated. But yeah, I left there, and I went over to uh, Big V, and I started sacking groceries for people. Being nice. like a little uh, bag boy slash, you know, we stock stuff at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then you quit. High school job. <laughs> Quit that. That was a different that. bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a career bouncing around, you know. <laughs> man about town. About jo- man about jobs. Uh, but I think I'm, I finally found one I'm going to probably hang out at for a while. Expense of all trades. Yeah. Yeah, you're hanging out there, but you still got all these different side gigs. Well, you know, you can't leave the side gigs, man. You got to keep it interesting and mix it up. You got to have a little bit coming in from over here, a little bit from over there, you know. The Kansas that. City hustle. Yeah, Kansas City hustle, man. <laughs> to keep it going this caller this next caller man he's always on the hustle it's token tuesday oh, where yeah. we read lord of the rings <laughs> oh no i don't know token tuesday yeah it's actually uh let me walk over here it's actually uh benjamin franklin day oh and uh, one of his quotes is uh well done better than well said yeah huh anyway because uh Every day on the little chalkboard thing, I write down whatever random holiday it is. Or I find a random holiday and then try to put something out that, like, applies to that. Sure. You're a festive guy. Since I didn't have anything Benjamin Franklin, I uh, 
found a quote and wrote that up there and stuck it up there for the white. So anyway, uh, first job that I actually guess like had control of changing. Um, sadly, I could actually only think of one. Um, I've never actually like been fired. I think we've probably gone over these before, but uh, just things where it's either the the business itself is closing or. Uh, they were switching positions around and stuff like that, or just just different scenarios like that. And uh, there was one that was just working fast food, which was ironic because outside of maybe a handful of places, I don't eat uh, eat there. And I was working at a good old McDonald's, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, was working there, which is. Just funny because I wouldn't eat anything there. Um, yeah, so they'd be like, "Oh, what do you?" You know, people ask like, "What do you like to eat?" I'm like, "Well, this sells well, but I haven't had this stuff in years." So anyway, huh. uh, yeah. So just finding another job uh, when I was working at one of those. So that's the one where I actually like had like full control over um, sort of deal. So anyway, yeah. So that'd be that. So I love you guys. Stay dangerous and. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, whether it's raining or it's sunny or there's a rainbow out or, uh, it's snowing or, uh, kick-a! <laughs> absolutely. Kick-a. That's what you can say. You can say kaka. I can't do a proper kaka. I'm not even going to try. Kaka. I lied. I did try. Look at that. What and if... it was decent. It was awful. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, Christopher Battles. Hey, um, oh, 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 breathe that vape out. Um, there you go. I had a question. The uh, you're on top of the whole, all the apps and all that new shit going on, all the uh, ways to donate and shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I was wondering. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alrighty. Um, is on, there uh is there like an iPhone version of a Hackintosh? A Hackintosh. Because I built a couple of Hackintosh computers back in my day. The iMac, iMac, whatever. Anyway, adios. <laughs> oh shit! Another joke. Is there an iPhone? That's Hackintosh. This is interesting. Hackintosh instructions and tutorials, compatible systems, and more. Well, uh, of course, you would, as you would expect, it's just like the OS X uh, stuff that's supported. I don't know. This is new. You're dropping new uh, shit on me, man. I don't know if there's an iOS uh, Macintosh equivalent. I am uh, sort of a Bitcoin skank. Or I'm Bitcoin. Fucking <laughs> oh, I'm an Android skank, so I'm not on the... Max, although I did grow up Macintosh uh, throughout the whole time I was a kid, all the way up into college. But uh, ever since Steve uh, passed, Mac, it, the whole Mac system just hasn't been the same. Their products haven't been the same. And eh. Sorry, I laughed because I still have Bitcoin boobies on the brain. Bitcoin boobies? Where? El Salvador. Oh, yeah. Miss El Salvador. <laughs> it's all right. It's not a bad thing to have on the brain. No. Bitcoin boobies. It's like peak brain shit for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really gets the almonds activated. Let me Seriously. Tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it, Mike Roch. Doctor, sir. I will uh, look into 
seeing if there's some such something. Uh, meanwhile, we do have a voicemail from this next caller. Our last caller in the bowl so far, as of right now. Bowlers. What's up? Oh, what's up? What's up? I have, this, I have to share this with you. Okay. I have to share this with you. So, theater, props, costumes, you pick stuff up wherever you can get it, right? Oh, yeah. You just gotta, like, if you need something of period, you pick up the period piece. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a period piece that doesn't come from that time frame, right? Uh, so, I'm getting ready to leave. Uh, it's extra long night. Fine. Uh, I'm standing in the green room, and I turn around, and I had the costume shop door propped open, which is also doubling as our prop storage, and I, so I turn around, the lights are off, and I saw this woman standing there for just a, I mean, just a fucking, take care of a second, just like a... It wasn't, it wasn't quite five seconds, but, I mean, just like a, just enough to be recognized and bam, gone. Mm-hmm. About my height, uh, no, I'm sorry, it came top of, top of her head, it was about my shoulders, I think, and I feel like she was wearing glasses. I also could be working myself up, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think about it. So I just went home. Um... As far as first time leaving a job, that's, uh, I mean, I guess it would be going from Disney on Ice to the theme park, uh, which is a, definitely a big transition because you're sweating and, you know, you're kind of doing the quote-unquote rock and roll thing where you're slamming in and slamming out uh, to then be fired and go to the theme park job and, it was just a whole other different, uh, just, just different pace and that everybody wanted to work at, which was do as much work as possible to not work at all. Uh, so I ended up being pretty mad about the whole thing, uh, getting, getting has, what's the word I'm looking for, like drag along, hung out to dry for a whole month. Move on to Virginia. I got this apartment and I'm expecting to work the next week. Don't hear anything from the fuckers for the first month. Just stuck with my grateful roommate and, uh, just cool. The only other thing that I could think of was I, I do, um, very much appreciate the fact that. Oof, cliffhanger too. Oh. Caller. You're in a, a spirit storm out there. Yeah, that woman that popped up for a second. She doesn't want this story to be told. Oh, She's oh. causing an EMF attack. This is awful. Skip the next one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Boobery. But we love hearing from you, Boobs. We do. We do. Gotta get yourself a little antennae on the roof or something. Um, Get me a long-distance ham connection. CB it. How do you do that with a long term? Can you? I bet you could get a radio wave in a car from here to uh, Minnesota. Straight line of. Yeah. Uh. Well, th- cheers and thanks for the call, Boobsy. First time you ever jumped the job. What are we doing for our first time ever next week? 
That spooked me out, man. That spooked me out, too. And I caught, like, picking up random pieces, like period pieces, and then the the woman apparition. And I was thinking about everyone who warns you that items can carry spirits with them and how much I love fucking antiquing and thrifting. And I'm always like, all right, you're going to sit outside for a few days. (laughs) He did uh, deliver a potential nice uh, title in Recognized and Banned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I think he said bam, but the transcription picked up banned, absolutely banned, recognized and banned. Transcription bots are just great at their jobs. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. Well, yeah, what's the, uh, the first time I ever tried gelato came to my mind today. Ooh, I like that one. I've kind of already burned mine, so we'll leave it for later on the list. I want to go with it. First time you ever tried gelato. Okay. All right. We got it. You go for it. I love gelato. Why, why would I even fight it? You shouldn't. Then I don't have to write it down on the list or cross it off next week. That's right. And now there's only one thing left to do. Thank you, bitch. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Did you see that the biggest flower ever found and preserved in amber is at least 33 million years old? See, there's that magic number again. It's all over your stuff. I had to push them into the lanes. Holy they just get shit. popping up. <laughs> yeah, so it's the biggest flower that they found in amber, but it's only 1.1 inches across. And yet, for flowers found in amber, that's huge, I guess. Uh, they have it dated between 33.8 and 38 million years old. So, you know, kind of pushing it with that 33 million... Uh, headline, but whatever. Um, this specimen was first described in 1972, but they got in there and got some of the pollen out and saw that it did not match the species Ooh. that it had been labeled. And they have now discovered, through whatever they grabbed off of it, a new family and name, Simplocos Kobolowski. <laughs> That's wow. my attempt at it. Uh, I guess it's an evergreen shrub that's uh, or tree closely related to an Asian species, unspecified Asian species. So, ooh boy, amber is so cool. Yeah, I think that's so neat when they find all these bugs and flowers and and creatures in the amber. I had to clip this next story because it was silly and awesome. Brought here on federal sentences on any given day, there could be up to 500 prisoners serving time at the Pacific Institution Correctional Facility in Abbotsford. And it appears someone here may have been the mastermind behind a highly unusual attempted drug smuggling. It was a little bit of confusion and shock, to be quite honest with you. In my career, I've been around for almost 13 years, and I have never seen a a live bird fly a package into any institution or heard of that. It happened December 29th, says John Randall. In the courtyard, an outdoor area within the confines of the prison walls, officers spotted a pigeon and a package it was carrying before jumping into action. Managed to capture it, which I can imagine was an interesting feat. The way it was described to me, it was a small um, fabric, uh, almost like a backpack, essentially, tied to the bird, um, and inside that uh, pack was, was the, the drugs. The drugs. It was 30 grams of meth. Holy Moses. In a, in a backpack, a little backpack that they put on a pigeon. 
And the best part is they let the pigeon go. Uh, well, yeah. How are you going to book a pigeon? Pigeon. <laughs> Sorry, we don't thought, have pigeon cuffs. I thought they would just snap its neck. Oh, God. Yeah. Now no. the pigeon's going to go back home and make another run. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> you know? You know? Can't charge a pigeon with a crime. Uh, that's what they think. Canada, what are you doing? DA's not willing to prosecute a pigeon at this time. Hey, in America, we'll put that pigeon behind bars. We'll feed it good, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, Keith. Now, Keith. Oh, man, I was so excited about that. Pigeon wearing backpack. <laughs> Flies meth into Canadian prison. Oh, man. You go, pigeon. Duffel bag pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's messed up. That pigeon in, man, he's got the shit. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just picturing these guys. I mean, there's no video of the guards capturing the pigeon or whatever, but what a fiasco trying to catch a bird. Even if you're the guy that the pigeon was flying to. It's like, come here, birdie, birdie. All right, we let the bird go, and then we trail him back to the spot. Yeah, right? <laughs> With a drone. It's the only way. Oh, I didn't know this, but in Sweden, the government is making moves to get rid of the permits that are currently necessary for dancing. Oh my god, yes please. Yeah. Restaurants and nightclubs, pretty much anywhere that plays music and serves booze, has to have a permit for their patrons to dance. And it costs them 67 bucks every year. Oi mate, what do you think you're doing? You have your dancing license? Yeah. If they don't have that dancing license and someone gets up and starts busting a move, they're going to lose their liquor license. It's incredible. It's crazy. I was like, is this Footloose or real news? <laughs> is this for real? It is for real. Unbelievable. Yeah, this has been on the books for like two decades. Yeah, that seems like bullshit. Do people often dance in your establishment? You need a permit for that, don't no, you know? Oh, fuck you. People dancing, pay us. Turns out, I was, <laughs> turns out I was already born, sir, so therefore I can dance. <laughs> Come on. Jesus. Crazy. Weirdest part is that the Swedish parliament voted unanimously to do away with the permits in 2016, but the requirement somehow still exists in law and is enforced. So now there's this proposal out uh, to general rule, making it uh, so you don't need that permit. I don't know. <laughs> like, I thought parliament would make the moves and get it done, but... God, without government, oh. people would just be dancing anywhere they pleased. Can you imagine the chaos and turmoil? Yeah. You can dance if you want to. You can leave those Swedes behind. <laughs> Circus Media just posted that in the chat. It's a great one. Nice. Well, if you park your car in India, uh, you might want to check it for snakes because oh this guy left his car parked for two days and came back to find a king cobra in the front seat. Oh. I mean, as long as he gets to use the carpool lane... Mm. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad he saw the cobra. Like the cobra was up on the seat where you could see it. Because imagine getting in the vehicle and driving, only to discover there's this venomous snake that's like a cold-blooded killer too. I feel like those things will strike you just because you're there. Uh they're weird. Yeah, for sure. They seem mean and yeah. like a, a snake I don't want to run into. The charmers and the tamers, man. They have a they have a method. Yeah. Well, the forest department showed up and was able to safely remove the cobra and return it to the wild. Um, I guess it, it was probably just looking for a warm place to sleep. Yeah, likely. And the car was a good spot, but oof, 
Oh boy, that would have been a mess driving down the road. And then there's the snake. <laughs> oh no. Sir almost sent me this next story. Uh, it's a story about all the naughty license plates that were rejected in Missouri for 2021. All right. My, one of my favorite parts here is you open the article and it says, Editor's warning. Oh, God. The following story is for mature audiences and contains potentially strong, inappropriate language. Oh, <laughs> uh, give it to me. Then it gives you such great plates as Kersey B, Hell Nah, and Hot Pocket. <laughs> Hot pocket. <laughs> Those are the ones included in the article. Uh, they said that there were uh, they were rejecting any variation of F. Joe Biden, of course, and any Proud Boys references, which they showed a license plate that said "Proud" that had been rejected. And I thought, wow, what a slam on all those Pride Month people. Uh, and like the Proud family and the Proud family. How dare you? Yeah. What if I liked the cartoon fifteen years ago? Yep. They Too bad also, for me. They denied a... Proud some, family was pretty whack, but that's okay. They denied a request for QAnon as a license plate, too, and I thought, that's for your own safety, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was Here's a... Here's a hint. Don't get a vanity plate. Yeah. Just don't. Don't it, give them the extra money. It might seem like a good idea, but it's not. There we go. That was easy. Yeah, I like that. They had a link to the complete Excel spreadsheet with all of the rejected licenses. So I did scroll through that and pick out a few of my favorites that were not mentioned in the article. Uh, the first being One Bad Ho, with a zero for ho. Uh, ass Man, in Leet Speak. <laughs> ass Butt. <laughs> Ashet. S-H-E-T. Ashet. Uh, clit, with a one for the I. Nice. Club 69. Classy. I like that one. Yeah, what about... Can you get Club 33? I don't think they would have a problem with that unless Club is inherently sexual. Three uh, so. and three is actually um, butt-fucking. Oh. If you look at it. It's a gay club. Yeah. Or straight. You can straight butt-fuck. Oh, yes, I see. Okay. It's just one butt and it's facing it's an, just another butts. front and then the butt. Yeah, it's two butts. Non-gendered butts. Two butts both facing uh, west. <laughs> well, the butt part's facing east, and then the people with the butts are facing west. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, and the pointy thing is in the middle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> uh, girth 7, not allowed. H2O ho. Now, that's just a bitch that likes water. H2O ho. <laughs> I couldn't believe it banned that one. That's the girl we need to find, you know? What if you're dehydrated? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lieutenant Orgy. And Mr. Banff, both not allowed. Mr. Banff. Yeah. Come Mr. on. We, sh we should try Dr. Banff. <laughs> <laughs> oh it reminded God. me of that guy in the King of Kong series. I couldn't remember his name, but it was pretty close to Mr. Banff. Oh, Mr. Awesome. Oh, Mr. Awesome. That's not close at all. I'm an idiot. But here's my personal favorite vanity plate attempt. Tax sucks. Oh, what's wrong with that T-A-X-S-U-X. Tax sucks. You no, know, the government can tell you what's so offensive about oh, yeah. that, I'm sure. Oh, oh, that feels like direct attack. <laughs> Tax don't sucks. Uh, what Tax if it pays is? my salary. It does suck. Tax sucks. Uh, the thing about vanity plates is that uh, you need to be a little bit vain. <laughs> yeah. That should tell you all the things you need to know. 
You should be filling out the form, and then you get to the part where you have to send 18 bucks extra in, and you should be like, wait a second. Fuck this. And fuck Windows. Yeah, what's Windows doing? It wants me to update. Oh, oh my God. Please. Yeah. Well, here's my next story. I got a clip. Another oh one. We're here at the Clark Kerr campus of UC Berkeley, which is just southeast of the main campus. Here in Building 21 is where authorities found a human skeleton. They have not identified the remains or said whether it was a man or woman who was found. The coroner's office will perform an autopsy to determine the cause and manner of death. Officials say it's unclear how long it had been since the person died, but they did say there's no outstanding cases of people missing from the campus community. We spoke to a man who was working in the area when the body was discovered. We saw a lot of police activity. Um, there was con- a construction site. They were like demoing everything out of this building and then all of a sudden just stopped. And the next day we like saw the coroner come and there was a lot of police activity. This doesn't surprise me that much. There's a lot of uh, homeless activity here. <laughs> oh, so no. It was an abandoned building. Figured probably something like that happened. Yeah, just a skeleton. That makes sense. Makes nothing but sense. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty common to find skeletons. There's a lot of homeless around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's uh, probably the Occam's Razor explanation. But yeah. It was so weird how he was like uh, just nonchalant. Nonchalant about it, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's UC like, Berkeley. It's the first time it's ever really happened, but, like, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious. You know, it's, it can happen. Yeah. It's, it's not that weird. <laughs> okay. I know. All right. And uh, when uh, they say skeleton, it's like, oh, it's been there for a while. Yeah. They didn't say corpse. Yeah. If it's a skeleton, man, yeah, then it's been in fucking pretty minute. Yeah. It takes a... Unless you're, like, in a piranha tank or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That is uh, no good. No, no good. No. Not, not what you want to hear. Kind of like uh, this next story where a landowner in Arkansas was just walking across his uh, forest on his land, you know, when he stumbled upon a pile of deer carcasses... Oh. And he could smell them from a lot further out, of Uh-oh. course, which, you know, prompted investigation. So he called some sheriffs, and they got the Game and Fish Commission involved. Come to find out, there is a local processing and taxidermy business that was paying a resident to discard carcasses. And they decided to just dump them on his land. Uh-oh. Time yeah. to whoop some ass. Yeah. That suspect was caught incited, and faces up to a $1,000 fine and 30 days in jail. But he has agreed to clear the area of the remains. Well, you know, that's the least he could that's do. That's the least he could do. Yeah. Ugh. That would piss me right off. No doubt. Yeah, I'd be like, shit, have I got a mountain lion around or something? Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I first started reading the article. But they wouldn't stack them in a pile. <laughs> like, yeah. If it's just like a heap. And it's weird pieces that are left. Well, yeah, the parts nobody wants, probably. Yeah. So I'm like, I think a a cat would have eaten it a bit cleaner than that. But my final story for the lands tonight is one that has Bolivia captivated. This is the search for a cat named Tito who went missing on a domestic flight back in December. Mm. It's a gray and white tabby cat. This woman went to board her plane with him in a carry-on bag or whatever, and they said, hey, he's got to go in the hold. But when they landed... Tito was nowhere to be found. Oh, shit. So now 
the public works minister has announced a big state-led search and it's gotten to the point where you know first they put tuna out in the airports <laughs> the one that they left and the one that they arrived and just like oh cats like tuna oh, that'll attract the cats definitely won't attract mice Nailed just the cat um then you know they got some firefighters to look around the plane uh they got aviation authorities involved they called it an animal psychic who can <laughs> You know, supposedly talk to the cat and try sure. to help the cat locate itself. She'll travel to the cat's location. But either way, Bolivia is on the edge of their seats with this story, and it has finally made its way to America. So bring Tito home. Oh, yeah. Hashtag free Tito. That's right. <laughs> Where do I send my fucking check, man? Uh, oh, shoot, I had uh, two more stories. I don't know where they went. <laughs> oh, shit. What are they, where are these stories coming from? Where are they? Uh, this one's kind of uh, airport-related. Okay. Yeah, where are they indeed? Oh, you must have got a where strike. You get to roll from? another one. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Four years ago, August uh, 4th of 2018, I went on a business trip. And while I was on that business trip, I went to Chicago. I live in Oregon. On the way home, United Airlines lost my luggage. And so we tried for months and months to get my luggage, um, phone calls all the time, constantly looking for it. They couldn't find it, had no idea what had happened to it. And so four years later, last week, all of a sudden I get a phone call from Texas, um, Houston, Texas, saying that they had found my luggage. Um, and I was confused and they said did you lose a suitcase and i said yeah four years ago and Holy so shit. come and find out they found my suitcase it was in honduras yep found the suitcase it was in honduras four honduras. years later that sounds about right hey quit taking our suitcases honduras we need <laughs> yeah. that shit honduras sure she did report that everything was still in it well that's good and as far as she could see there were no bugs <laughs> hey these fig newtons they just taste the same <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, here comes one final clip with my last story. Are you sure? For real this time. Okay. Uh, thank God just, I'm alive. Maurice Haynell is living proof that sometimes the smallest decisions, no matter how trivial they seem, could save your life. Haynell. Last night, Maurice was walking to his car across Pacific Coast Highway outside his Malibu home when his phone rang. My girlfriend called me and said, hey, can you get my bag that I left there. So I went back inside and I heard rumbling outside. That rumbling was a rock slide. When he got back to his car, this is what he saw. A giant boulder right where he would have been sitting had it not been for the call. That rock is the size of the whole roof. Could it hurt anybody or kill somebody? It felt like it's like almost like Final Destination movie, but in real life. With one car totaled and another damaged. Cars are replaceable in my life's not. It was hard not to let some catastrophic yeah. thoughts of what could have been creep in. Last night after the roommate saw what happened in my car they were a little shook up and a little traumatized said i wonder if there's a big mountainside that's just going to come into the whole house because um they saw what happened in the car they're like worried that maybe some rocks are going to go rolling through the house and we're going to end up in the pacific or something so <laughs> we were all a little worried last night but maurice is handling it with good humor and is hoping to extend his luck i feel like i should play the lotto <laughs> feels like you should play the lotto feels, yeah maybe should hey now Great name. Hey now. Hey now, hey now. Yeah. Right on. Well, hey, good lanes, man. Oh, thanks. You had 33s, like, I think you had 33, 33 stories. <sighs> Just about. Broke a record or something, man. Yeah, I didn't even talk about how the price of milk in Ireland went up 33%. 
Right. <laughs> well, hey, man, if you have to even make cuts on 33... Uh, the, a wild week. The narrative's firing on all cylinders, man. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Yep. What That's, is going on? It's all right, man, because uh, bullying about keeping up is about hanging out, you know? Yeah. It's a lot less pressure that way. And we got to another one. Look at that. Rolling on out of here. Thanks so much for hanging out and listening, bowlers. We will be back at it next Tuesday night. Uh, and every Tuesday night. You know that. Same time, same stations. Streaming at stream.bowlafterbowl.com or Mighty No Agenda Stream. No Agenda Stream. Till then, I'll be Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will remain Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter.